This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 780 for the week of Monday, July 31st, 2023. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. And my name is Steve. And we are celebrating the One Piece anime this whole, not month, for the next three weeks. Um, and to kick us off, we have two amazing animators who worked with Henry on the recent uh, 1066, on episode 1066 of the anime. So first, uh, and we are literally uh, across the globe here. Uh, we have first, uh, he is the director of uh, CR or co-founder, I think, CRCR Studio. Uh, we have Jeremy Pyers uh, in, in Europe. How's it going, Jeremy? Pretty well, a bit late, as you said, because <laughs> for me it's like 1.30 a.m., oh, almost no. 2. Oh, boy. <laughs> but it's fine. Like for one piece, I can stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> we, we appreciate it. We do. On behalf of one piece, we appreciate it for you. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> it's for you, Uda. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also have, um, he also worked on the same episode uh, and is a senior effects animator working currently... Well, I guess no one's working currently on anything. I don't know how that's working right now. But on Marvel's What If, we have Jose Robadelio, whose name I just definitely mispronounced. Sorry, Jose. Welcome. <laughs> nah, nah, it's okay. Hello. Roboyedo. <laughs> Is that better? Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, nah, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Show um, him how it's done, Jose. You could do It's fine. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> okay, it's Reboyedo. Wow. Okay. I really messed that uh, one up. Nah, but, but don't worry. Hey, people here call me Joes. <laughs> okay, Joes. Oh, jeez. So oh, well, sorry. you're... No, so, Zach, you're... I was you're, joking. It was a joke. Well no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Jose, you're in uh, Australia right now. Um, yeah. How, yeah, so how's uh, how's everything going over there? Uh, it's pretty cold for Australian standards, but yeah. Um, oh, it is your winter right now yeah it's winter here <laughs> it's not different than uh in chile so yeah oh yeah yeah um and and so i i'm gonna we're gonna go through with with both of these amazing animators just how they got into one piece and involved in one piece um so uh why don't we start jeremy since it's late there um i want to make sure <laughs> you get a chance to speak how did how did you find your way um, to be an animator uh, on One Piece. Uh, on One Piece, particularly, like it's it's literally uh, um, something that. Yeah, why why don't we go through your whole story? How did you become an animator? Uh, because I love drawing, <laughs> and yeah, uh, a bit later I went into uh, Goblin's Animation School in Paris, which is uh, like kind of a famous animation school where you learn to be a director too. And actually at the same time, I started reading One Piece. So both journey you know, were already tangled and tangled in, the, in, in each other. And um, so then as an animator, I worked on a lot of things from uh, Amazing World of Gumball to our own stuff with uh, my co-founder of uh, CRCR Studio. Uh, so many movies like Riot music videos and things like that. And like One Piece has always been something, uh, you know, I was reading and reading again uh, for like 14 years now. And um, wow. and really, really recently, uh, because uh, Henry, you know, has a, 
uh, not European, sorry. Like, I think it's, he's American, mm -hmm. but like a, for, a foreigner. Uh, yeah, he was looking, really looking for new blood, I, I think, and especially like because he speaks English, it's easier for us, you know, uh, when we don't have any experience in the Japanese industry. Uh, and so, yeah, he just contacted me on Twitter. I was already, you know, really busy because uh, directing two Riot movies at the same time. Wow. But I had like the same green, you know, uh, Luffy has. When I received the notes, I was like, yeah, I can't refuse. It's just, I have to do it. <laughs> so then uh, I said yes. And uh, that's why I was there on the episode. And it was like literally a dream come true for me. Yeah, I'm. I mean, that's it. so. How did you first get into One Piece? Uh, you know, I, I was not reading that many manga at the time, and uh, I started reading um, Slam Dunk actually uh, first, and and then like a lot of people were talking about. You know, uh, I even 14 years ago it was yeah, One Piece is kind of cool. You know, I think we were at uh, <laughs> around Nine Ford at that time. Yes. And yeah, actually, I just started reading the manga. I, I'm not, to be honest, I, I don't watch the anime that much because for, as an animator, actually, for a while, I found it kind of you know, not that great mm -hmm. in terms of animation uh, <laughs> alone. Uh, and so, yeah, I was reading the manga. I think I started like chapter one and like three weeks later, I was almost uh, you know, at, at the end of what I could read. Uh, yeah, it was just like a, such a great experience at the time. Uh, I was lucky enough to be after Mindford in terms of, uh, you know, uh, what come, what was uh, available uh, in chapters. So, you know, the I could read it all until uh, until then without a stop. The, the drawback was a bit harsh, you know, when you are <laughs> reading uh, all the chapters, you're discovering all the arcs, you're like, oh, this is the best thing I ever read. Um, but yeah, I'm lucky. I was uh, at the beginning uh, of uh, uh, Fishman Island, so you know, no, <laughs> I, I could uh, see it uh, through the end of uh, Mindford and the and the time skip. I I was like wowed that it was 14 years ago, and then I realized that's how long ago we started this, and <laughs> just uh, it. I mean, it is a very long time, and and. I, you know, it, it's awesome f to hear that journey as well. Um, Ho Jose, what about you? How, how did you get into animation first? Oh, um, it was a last minute decision, actually. Uh, my original plan was uh, studying architecture or graphic design, but um, I found a university that had an animation program and I thought, well, I like drawing and I like movies, so combine the two of them and you have animation. So, I uh, honestly, it was improvised, improvising the entire time and I didn't knew nothing about animation at the time. And I fell in love with it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the story. That, no, that's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what else? And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm curious, um, 
because you said you you were considering going into architecture uh did that have any benefits of learning perspective at all in not uh, at all (laughs) just curious um because I, I I always stress like you know like perspective is so crucial to uh, I think most art making. Um, but I was curious. I'm like, oh, you must have uh, you must have knew how to like draw like a a building and like you know a three point perspective worm's eye view, no problem. But <laughs> oh, I wish I could. <laughs> it's not too yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I can, but um, I. Originally, uh, the idea of student architecture is because I needed something that I could draw, a- any kind of work that needed someone that I could draw. So, right. uh, yeah, honestly, it was like a last-minute decision for me. And how and how did you get into One Piece? Uh, pure nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, um, I was recommended by this fantastic animator from Indonesia called um, Hussein Untoro that we are uh, friends when I started uh, working on, on Flying Bark and he recommended uh, me to Henry because he liked my animations of Pokemon and that I have on Twitter, so... Uh, yeah, uh, he contacted me on Twitter and teach me how the entire pipeline of Japanese animation worked. Uh, it's not that different, but still uh, is different enough to be nervous about. So yeah, it took like two months and yeah, the, the story ends there. <laughs> How did how did you get into the series? Uh, into the series, uh, a friend uh, lent me his uh, pirate DVD collection that he has of One Piece, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with the series when I was decimated by Chopper's backstory. Oh no! Yeah, that yeah. that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I never cried so hard with an anime before. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was fantastic. Yeah, Rob. yeah. Robin's, yeah the, Robin's also. Yeah, Yeah, also. Robin's backstory, the going Mary, uh, Brooke's backstory, and so on and so on. And when I catch up with the anime that was like on 2016, I think, uh, I started reading the manga just when the Marine Ford accident happened. Hmm. <laughs> So yeah, since then I've been reading One Piece week to week, and yeah. Um, so so Jeremy, what was for those who don't know, what specifically did you work on for episode ten sixty six, and how was that process different from? And I'm sure it was different from what you usually do. Yeah. When Henry, uh, Henry contacted me, like he, he told me right away, like he was looking for uh, a, a n- not a j- no, sorry, how to say about that, like Japanese style, but not that much. Like he wanted to to have a style uh, that was a bit different, that uh, what would 
traditional Japanese animator do. And I think for a lot of sequences, uh, he actually was looking for that, you know, slightly different European way of doing it, of doing animation. And uh, so at first I didn't know what was the shot, so I was a bit intrigued. I, literally my heart stopped because I knew we were close to gear five. So I was like, if it's for gear five, I might faint. Um, because in my head from the beginning, like I don't watch the anime, but I read the manga and uh, at first I was like, yeah, gear five definitely needs to be, you know, also ask to European animators, cartoon, you know, like that, that vibe, like it could be sick, but it was not for that, unfortunately, and maybe lucky as well, because I was still nervous already, so, um, and so, yeah, he told me, like, it's, I know you're busy, so it's, it's going to be just two shots, uh, but uh, I want kid and, uh, and low to really feel the pain of uh, what they're going through. So, like, no anime backgrounds, just, uh, you know, a guy getting ass-kicked ass, uh, ass uh, for seven seconds, and then the same shots as, a, like, kind of a mirror, a mirror shot. Uh, yeah, same thing with Big Mom. So, yeah, I was really happy because, you know, it was uh, animating low and kid. Okay, uh, next... Uh, best thing after uh, Luffy, probably. So, yeah, I was really happy about that. Jose, what about you? Uh, what was, uh, for those who don't know, what did you work on specifically in 1066? And, and how was that process different? Um, specifically, uh, my, the, the original plan was only to do effects. Uh, but uh, they give me the opportunity to work on entire shots. Like, how is it called? The person, uh, gang, I think, to do an yeah. an entire sequence. So, besides that, uh, I help Henry with a couple of shots of effects that he needed. Uh, I'm pretty proud of being able to do the, to be continued of the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the peak of my career. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, but how different it is, um, honestly, because I feel I'm still new on being a professional animator, quote-unquote, um, I think trusting um the rest of the crew uh is like the most different thing because um and the way i animate i tend to do the entire thing like uh from sketching to clean up to color to uh composition etc but on on anime you only have to do your part and trust that the rest of the crew will, uh, the people on Toei will clean up and understood your instructions. And because I'm pretty bad explaining my process, I was pretty scared that something 
will be wrong and it will end up uh, ruining the entire episode. But yeah, it didn't happen. Everything went well. The team at Trey is uh, is incredible. Um, yeah, it's not that different than uh, the American pub pipeline, but you need uh, to be more trusting on your team. That's really cool to hear. Um, Steve or Ed, I, I don't want to monopolize things if, if you have questions. No, by all means. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious what it's like, uh, working with like, you know, an overseas studio. I, I think like Jose was kind of alluding to this before. It's like, have there been a lot of like, uh, complications, which just, you know, time zones and language barriers at, or for the most part, have you always felt like, or has it just been a very smooth experience for you too? Yeah, for me, um, I think it's uh, with Henry, it went really smoothly. Like, he was really, uh, you know, available when we had questions. Like, of course, uh, it's, the process is, is, like, really different from uh, uh, how we, we do it in France, I guess, or in Europe. Um, so at first, yeah, and I was really nervous to do it well. Like, uh, I knew... Uh, nothing about layout and gengas and how we supposed to use the colors so i was really eager to to don't make any mistake like okay what color do i need to use for the shadows for the highlights for things like that and and every time henry was really helpful like for the the spreadsheets because you know in japanese production you need to do uh, you know time sheets for your your frames and that's something I learned at school like 10 years ago, but something we don't use in, in, in Europe for, for the, the kind of uh, animation I do uh, usually, because we, yeah, the, the in-betweens, you know, make sense. You don't have to, to, to put that, that drawing is on that frame and everything, but it's because they, I think what I understood is they like they print all the drawings you sent, because they, they still have that thing of the, the 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 lead you know uh, on their side will uh, will do some drawover on paper so yeah that that's the only thing like the, to make sure uh trying to do it well that that was the main thing for me but yeah henry for that was like so mm -hmm. helpful uh, jose i don't know if there was anything you wanted to add uh, for about Henry, um, he or was, just a, yeah, just in 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 general, just like that whole process of just working with you know a foreign studio. Uh, this was my first time uh, working for a Japanese studio, and because I live in Australia, they were only two hours of difference. Mm. <laughs> so, um. Uh, no, it was great. Uh, Henry was present the entire time because I'm pretty sure he was also rushing for finishing the episode. So we were sending mails by 1 a.m. Uh, asking about um, about models and sending him like uh, advances of the animation to uh, send me notes and stuff. 
but um, yeah, uh, it wasn't that different than other clients that I had. It was just this uh, looming feeling of uh, this is like the most important thing I've been done on my <laughs> career, so I have to do it well, and I have to ask all the questions that I can. But yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it all worked out. It made it to air. <laughs> yeah, we made it. Woo. And was very well received. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I you know, Zach, just saying that right there, I, it, what was it like kind of, <laughs> I think a part of this is due to Henry, but kind of just having that kind of online you know, hype, uh, I, I don't know if you guys have ever really experienced that like with anything else you've done where uh, you could clearly see people online talking about it's like, oh, can't wait for you know this episode of you know of this series like uh, like would, I, I'm curious what was going through your head seeing uh, people get uh, you know anticipate this 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 animated episode that you took part of. A lot of uh, nervousness <laughs> and anxiety. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's uh, as I said. Like, I I don't usually follow the anime that much. I I watch the the big clips, you know, like the especially since Wano, like uh, the anime definitely caught more my uh, my attention because uh, uh, some animators I know are working on it, or or I watch the you know the big sakugas uh, that comes out and. Yeah, I'm just uh, also really impressed by it, and uh, so yeah, it was a bit like that. It was a bit uh, I, I I instantly saw you know just by saying uh, I might have worked on the next episode. Like everyone was uh, you know like new followers waiting for okay, uh, we'll see what you've done. You know like a bit. So it was a bit uh, uh, yeah some anxiety there. Uh, and then when it comes comes out and and people received that well and people were saying yeah we love your shots and uh, we really felt what you, what I wanted to to put in it you know uh, <clears throat> it was yeah it, uh, the cherry on the cake because just working on one piece for me you know we uh, I used to joke with uh, the people I work with in Paris like I can end my career when we are doing something for officially for One Piece, you know, as directors. So I don't know, like for me, it was just uh, maybe like a small commercial for, uh, uh, you know, some sort of uh, product, uh, One Piece branded. So when I received, you know, like the, you, you can officially be on the, you know, the anime, which is the next thing to the manga. Uh, like okay, I can end my career now. I was just wondering what the uh, what the reaction has been like uh, locally. Uh, I know One Piece has a significant following in France. I'm not sure if it's the same uh, in Australia where you guys are, but has there been a response from fans locally where you are? Uh, more than Australia, it was on Chile. I was going to um, ask about Chile. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because. Um, I only post a small hint that of my participation on the episode, like only two words, like, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> and I went to sleep and 
uh, the, on the other day. Apparently, I made it on the news. Wow. Nice. Uh, as Congrats. Uh, Ch Chilean <laughs> animator uh, made it to uh, into One Piece, and I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> nice. So, yeah, there was a lot of comments about the episode and Chilean stereotypes, <laughs> but yeah, it was great. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of. One Piece fans, anime fans on Chile. We love anime on Latin America. And I'm proud that thanks to me, two of my friends are watching the series too. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, it was super well received on Chile. And on Australia, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really I, I'm, cool. It, I'm pretty it sure also, there's a big community. I'm also upset that our news stations don't have the same priorities as those in Chile. Um, it's <laughs> the right way to go. Um, See Henry on the nightly news with Tom Brokaw. I know. Well, yeah, Tom Brokaw isn't. Well, yeah, he's retired. But whatever. Um. <laughs> yeah. What, what What about you, Jeremy? Yeah, as you said, it like. Uh, manga in France are like a, a big thing. I think if I'm not saying something stupid, we might be the mm -hmm. second biggest uh, reader of manga in the world after mm -hmm. Japan. I so, think that's right. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. And uh, anime as well. And so, yeah, definitely because, again, uh, I, I work in an animation studio, so a lot of my friends, animators, were, you know, coming to see some sneak peek and what I was working on and and uh, and you know like being really uh, nice about about it and really uh, uh, anxious to see it uh, finish. Uh, but the good thing as well is uh, is just that you know even when I work on uh, I don't know like a, a big League of Legends uh, trailer or you know something that means a lot to me you know my my mother or my you know my brother-in-law don't care that much you know they're like ah, okay okay you're doing animation uh <laughs> that's that's cool but now for for one piece you know like my nephews my my nieces my brother-in-law they were all like you're working on one piece <laughs> like officially that's so amazing. yeah it was more about the the fame in the family you know like close friends that that don't you know are not that much into my work usually because it's it's uh, it's more you know for animators and for fans of a specific thing. Uh, One Piece has a way larger audience in France. That's so cool. I, I became a hero for for a few of my of my uh, nephew. Uh that's awesome. Uh <laughs> Ed, Steve, uh, did you have any other questions you wanted to ask? Otherwise, we could ask our usual. One well, yeah, I was going to say, uh, other than animation questions, we could ask some One Piece questions. Yeah, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. uh, it's part of it's part of our mission statement. Um, <laughs> so I'll start. We we have general questions. We ask like what your favorite of of such and such is uh, when it comes to One Piece to you know gauge what kind of One Piece fan you are. Uh, Jose, we'll start with you. Um, who is your favorite Straw Hat? Uh, it's definitely Robin. <laughs> uh, Frankie is my uh, is my close second, but Robin is my favorite. 
Jeremy, what about you? Yeah, I think I I'm, have to say Zoe, probably. And um, and then, yeah, Frankie is a, is a close second. But yeah, I think from the beginning, Zoe has such a, a vibe. You know, I'm going to, I'll add a question here. So I think Oda years ago, I don't remember them offhand, I'll, I'll check, but had image countries for each of the straw hats. Is there, in your opinion, which is a much more valid opinion probably than Oda's, who hasn't probably been to those places, is there one of the straw hats that represent the country you're from best? If you, Or like if you had to choose one to represent your country, which, which would it be? Uh, if either of you have, I think, I think we have Sanji, right, friends? Yeah, I think you do. Uh, yeah, I think French is, is Sanji, and I think it's a, it's a, yeah, Oda didn't miss on this one. He's okay. a chef. He's a, <laughs> he's a playboy. I don't know. Like maybe it's the two cliche we have the most. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I take him he, 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 as a French. It's fine. I, I also know one of Oda's editors was French, and so I guess he probably has a lot of connection with, with France. Um, and uh, Jose, what about you? I think Luffy representing uh, the entire of Latin America uh, yeah. because he's Brazilian, uh, I think it's pretty appropriate, um, especially in uh, these political times. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, um, Luffy representing freedom, uh, I think is pretty appropriate right now. I agree with Oda. Nice. We all agree with Oda. <laughs> so the next question is, who is your favorite non-Straw Hat character? Jeremy. I should have, uh, think about the question no uh, yeah the, the, <laughs> it's being on the spot about it that like it brings the truthfulness out you know you, just the first one that pops into my your head. favorite non-straw hat character um i think uh kuma probably like Good choice. i love the design so much yeah yeah i think it's the best design of all one piece like, first time I saw it in the manga, I was like, yeah, okay, this guy surely is really strong. <laughs> the, I, the good thing is you can't really... There's there's very few wrong answers to that question, too. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Jose, what about you? There are so many characters, but I think I'll have to choose Pong uh, Clay. <laughs> good choice, also. See, yeah, yeah he's the best. <laughs> He sacrificed himself two times, three times at least. Well, he's done a lot of sacrifices. Yeah, yeah, a lot of sacrificing for him. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back. Um, he'll escape people down and will be on the final war if that yeah. happens. He'll be but... back. He'll definitely be back. He'll be back for sure. Yeah, yeah. They were on the uh, co the the cover pages. Um, I I know leading. Yeah, at level 5.5 of Impel Down right now, so... Yeah. It life. I, I, yeah, living, living the life in prison, I guess. Um, as much as you possibly can. Uh, <laughs> next, Jose, I'll ask, uh, what is your favorite story arc in One Piece? Um, 
I mean, everyone loves uh, this story of Water 7 and Ennis Lobby. I think that's big One Piece for me. Even um, Shabo uh, the Archipelago is a close second because how emotional it was. Mm. But the most emotional arc of One Piece was Water 7 and Ennis Lobby. We had a lot up there. And it's got uh, Frank, Frankie and Robin's backstories. That's true. Fra Frankie, Robin, <laughs> oh, we lost yeah. the Mary. Um, I think it's the coolest location of the entire yeah, One Piece world. Yeah. Uh, the food yeah. still sounds good there. Um, oh, yeah. Even, <laughs> even, even if it's fictional. The, the water uh, meat, yeah. The water meat, yeah. Jeremy? Yeah, it's again, it's really hard to choose. I, I agree, of course, like the, the whole... You know, and and again, if we, I I said it, but you know, the, I read the manga really in the rush. Like I I, I was reading pages and pages and pages uh, every day. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, Water Seven and his lobby, or after that, uh, um, you know, like the the Sao Body to Marineford for was like a big blur for me. Like uh, everything was really getting uh, fast, you know, but the so that's obvious, but I, so I would say the, the what got me hooked first was uh, Barati, like Sanji and yeah. uh, backstory and uh, and that first you know uh, uh, meeting with uh, with the uh, not sorry in English it's, uh, yeah Mihawk which is uh, so Barati and probably Alabasta as the 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 first big arc, you know, like where you have so many characters and so many plots at the same time. I know at least one person here who likes that answer. Um, and that person, Steve. Uh, the, <laughs> um, what, who is your favorite antagonist? Uh, bad guy, former bad guy, I guess not Bonclay for Jose, but Jeremy. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I can't choose between Crocodile and the Flamingo. I think it's the for that's the first two that came to my mind. The, they're so cool, you know, as, as bad guys and as designs and as uh, the full. Uh, I, I prefer Alabasta to to. Uh, oh, sorry, I forgot the arc to Dressrosa. Yeah, to Dressrosa, <laughs> but uh, the two, yeah, those two. That's a good answer as well. Jose? Uh, I was about to say the Flamingo too, but uh, does uh, Katakuri count as a bad guy? It's an antagonist. Like, he is against... He, the Luffy had to fight him for most of the yeah, arc. So yeah, it was the final fight of yeah. uh, Whole Cake. But yeah, for me, Katakuri was short and sweet, and... He's tall uh, no, and no. sweet, actually. Yeah, he's tall and sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel I connected a lot with him, uh, even if he was like the bad guy of uh, of the arc. But yeah, he was my favorite. He's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's middle management. Uh, he's got uh, he's got beliefs. Yeah. 
That's, he has middle management. <laughs> Poor guy. He just wants he's his a, he's donuts. A good, he's a good brother. Yeah, he's a good he's brother. A good brother. Yeah, he's yeah. just a good brother. He is a good brother. <laughs> um, Ed, am I missing any? I think that those are the... No, those those are the questions, yeah. Those are the questions. Um, uh, unless there's anything else you either want to say or Steve or Ed you want to ask, um, I want to thank both of you. It was awesome having you on, Jeremy and Jose. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's great to just see, like, like we're in this, like, new era of uh, anime where it's, like, uh, animators are getting to work on it beyond just, like, Southeast Asia. And it was, you know, a pleasure to hear your experiences and just, you know, just, you know, and also just hear you talk about your passion for drawing and everything else. Thank you. Like, uh, yeah, thank you yeah, so it's much. the big world. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, make, make sure you give you give yourselves time to rest as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> between, between between deadlines, uh, like treat yourselves to something. Yeah, I'm on holiday, so I'm uh, it's fine. I'm... <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm trying to going out more. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you both. <laughs> everyone uh this is still zach i'm still with ed and steve here uh we have hey. another verse we, hi ed how are you steve still doing okay hi. hey okay. hi zach hi hi, hi. uh we, we have a very special guest joining us for this segment as well as we just rave about the one piece anime and particularly how excited we are for next week uh we have skippy joining us skippy the robot how's it going skippy Hello, it's going well. Not actually a robot. These days, yeah. you do have <laughs> to say Zach, that. Come on, yeah. you, could, you could play up the kayfabe a little bit. Oh, I'm I've sorry, jeez. I've always thought about removing the robot part from Laser Name because I just I added it because I thought it sounded cool back then. It doesn't sound cool anymore. But well, now it's a whole oh, different oh. connotation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to get in discussion about usernames yeah, that sure. we thought were cool back when. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> Steve. Should we get into yours? That's not. <laughs> uh, but again like one of them is basically my my life's motto at this point but. sanji's cool yes sanji is cool um so, so yeah, f- here five we thought that the one piece day celebration was going to be mostly about the netflix and the live action but it was actually the purpose of one piece day this year was to announce gear five luffy merch uh <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much so, yeah. uh yeah that's Jesus. what we're here to talk it's about like today. it's it's the yeah, it's the bit from Spaceballs when Yogurt just reveals <laughs> exactly. the fucking merch stand. Merchandising. Like, Merchandising. I, was like, I was thinking like, yeah, I was figured like, yeah, we'll probably get, you know, like a few figures, but Jesus Christ, there's <laughs> so <laughs> much. They were like waiting up until like it was like just before to unleash absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, I don't know about you guys. I know about Steve at least. But I love everything Gear 5, and I want to purchase everything Gear 5 related. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they know that vulnerability in all fans just exists. Um, it's it's so exciting. Skippy, I did want to talk before we even get into merch. Like, do you want right. to tell people about, uh, like, what you what you do on YouTube and, you know, generally just, like, you you and there there's a whole community 
of uh, Sakuga mm-hmm. experts. Do you want to let people who are not uh, in that world let them know what you do? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little. This is my first time, so I'm, I'm, I apologize if I'm a little discombobulated. But uh, so every week, well, haven't been for a couple weeks now because of like personal life, but everything has been busy. Um, I do anime breakdowns of. Uh, every single episode of One Piece, well, mo- most episodes. Some weeks, I think some episodes won't be like worth really talking about because of like pacing or other reasons. And I mostly look into the adaptation, uh, the storyboard from each individual episode director, and then any animation highlights, and just see how the episode fares as a whole. And there's, I think, ever since Wano started, mostly because of like Discord servers. Uh, Stemming from mostly actually from the Dragon Ball Sakuga community originally. Uh, just a lot of people interested in the animation of the series as more and more people participate and do like really cool stuff on it. Especially with you know, the Ishitani episodes and how big those blew up. So oh, yeah. a lot of people are also trying their hand at uh, doing <laughs> weekly breakdowns. And it's it's definitely it's helped a lot of people, I think, like educate themselves a lot on like just anime production and also just like how how much better the anime has gotten since then and how exactly they go about like making it as great as it is when did you start again because i've seen i have seen you on tw- uh, what was formerly the the site formerly known as twitter <laughs> uh since it feels like a very long time ago definitely before whole cake island right um yeah i i've been a one piece fan since like 2014 i'd say but i wasn't really like super active about it i guess on twitter since like 2016 2017 but i started my channel uh in 2019 like right as wano started i think like the episode right before so it's been like about four years you picked a good time uh yeah. <laughs> I, i'm i i'm i'm curious what other anime were you following uh uh before one piece or as you were starting to decide to cover one piece well from a fan perspective, at least, One Piece mm-hmm. was kind of what changed my viewpoint on anime. And that's when mm-hmm. I started, because I originally wasn't like too big on it. But then as soon as I started watching One Piece, I think is when I got more open to watching a few. I mean, obviously, I've watched Dragon Ball and Pokemon as a kid and everything. But yeah, definitely brought into my viewpoint from there on because it was such a big series that it allowed me to like explore a lot of other ones after catching up with it. And then, at least from an animation perspective... I kind of just, like, look at whatever is airing right now. I'm, I don't, like, watch completely everything, but usually there's, like, a lot of cool stuff, like, animation and direction-wise coming out from, like, the entire industry. So I usually try to, like, keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I totally forgot, because you were mentioning, too, like, uh, you know, the Dragon Ball Super commu- uh, community kind of mm-hmm. uh, migrating over to One Piece. Uh, were, yes. uh, were you watching Super from, like, the beginning? Yeah. From like the fan subs, I think when yeah. there was an unofficial simulcast. Oh yeah, everybody. yeah, it took forever. For yeah. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, I was like, what? I feel like fan subs at this point are you, so old. Yeah, extremely. At the time, it felt like the most boneheaded thing. I'm like, why is this not a simulcast? Yeah, but, it took like a year. Geez. Yeah, who kn- who knows? That could have been like a toy thing too as well. Yeah. But so you were there for the dark days of Super. Yeah, um, that's actually when I started getting interested in animation that's when i also started to like as a result of getting into dragon ball stuff through people like i don't know if you guys know anime aj 
his videos mm-hmm. and everything, and his I think a thread on Konzenshu about just like the the several different supervisors for Super that allowed that interested me in looking at like the One Piece side of things, and that's how I got to know all these sorts of names like years before they'd become like like household names with the fandom, starting with Wano. He was definitely someone who kind of really, uh, he was the first person I knew of who was naming like animators. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I, 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 I've, I've seen it in the past, but like definitely his stuff was getting out a lot more. And I was like, cool, someone's finally doing this. So I could, I, I, I know how to identify. <laughs> yeah. Uh, part of my phrase here, it's like, I know how to identify a triangle man or something. And, uh, <laughs> about triangle triangle man. But then again, also Kazinshu was, a, you know, they have a great animation guide too on their website that they've had for years but um i'm just curious if like if you know part of the reason i i I, sorry i I feel like i'm theorizing here no i want to i want to hear it i'm just curious if you kind of saw because you know as super went on i would say like the 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 goku black saga was when like the quality and direction really started to turn around for that show Sure. And I'm yeah. I'm curious, like, did you did you see that happening with One Piece? And you're like, I think now's the time. Like, now's the time. I think One Piece needs this kind of coverage too. Yeah, this is exactly why I started. Um, yep. As soon as Wano uh, started, because all the news about the new character designer, the new di- you know, series director Nagamine, the guy who directed Film Z, right. it was, it was, and I was always because I'm like a relatively you know close friends with AJ. Uh, was just talking about like because I've, I've talked about doing them before like towards the end of whole cake island but that never materialized and then it was just like the right time like to strike while the iron was hot and like get it going and i think also yeah the iron was definitely hot because I, I i almost kind of forget that uh at the time uh you know the, the like uh dragon ball super broly was fresh like it had just come out in yeah. the states earlier in 2019 so i remember when when the the wano arc was was getting ready to start up i, I often the descriptor was it looks like dragon ball super broly <laughs> yeah the shintani style that's what yes. everyone ran with even though he has no involvement <laughs> i know it's yeah it's ironic <laughs> um sorry the dragon ball super thing got me all um <laughs> so when you started with so has it been kind of like surreal seeing the the growth in One Piece just since you've been on, and then also the wide range of international names that are involved now? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because like I will often like sometimes go back and like rewatch even just like Whole Cake Island episodes, like when the dub comes out and everything. Yeah, just out mm-hmm. of curiosity and. Even back then, when I when like it felt like it was improving, there's just like it's so much different now. Like, yeah, just yeah. like the the entirety of like the direction and the animation has improved tenfold in like much. It, it's it's much better than like a long running series has any right to be. I think at, at certain points, um, which is definitely a testament to Nagamine and his uh, forward thinking and his whole idea to make it like one piece but cool i think is what he was saying when like wano was starting and that that definitely goes into like inviting because that's like the anime industry as a whole right now is obviously they are suffering due to like a lack of staff Hmm. for whatever reason or another so a lot of series are bringing in the uh the foreign like names and everything but it has 
allowed a lot of like people who are very passionate about the series, like Vincent or like like Chris the NBM, like a lot of people who are very passionate about the series to get the chance to participate in it. And the staff have highlighted them like a lot too on like the those like Mugiwara Twitter spaces that they used to do, I think, like a year ago. Oh yeah. Like the Nagamine would have like a letter that I think he would have every single week and it would like list off like the highlighted like animators and sometimes it would be like Vincent or like Chris. Just to it's it's definitely changed a lot and for the better, and I'm glad that those people have gotten the chance. Yeah, it's such a well, I mean like I, we were talking about ending themes, uh, Steve, last week. Just the fact <laughs> yeah. that, Steve, you were 17 when, <laughs> you know, there were last ending themes in One Piece. Like, it's crazy the breadth of time that this series has been that animators could not only have, like, grown up watching One Piece, but, you know, had a lot of their career Hell, inspired some, by... Some animators weren't even born yet, I don't think, that have, that have worked <laughs> yeah, on the show. So, some of them definitely not. I was going to say, yeah. it's been going not on... Not many, but I know there's some, there's some youngins yeah. recently. 24, yeah, yeah, this is the 25th year, I think, this year? 25th is next year. Next year, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. And so you could be 24... It's a completely normal age, I feel like, to be an animator. That's not, it's young, but it's not that young. Um, yeah. Nuts. That's, but it's really cool. I, I agree. That's, it's, it, it is, um, it feels like a completely different show. Um, it, it, it does. I, I, I still remember uh, watching episode 1000 with a friend and, yeah. you know, he, fan of the series, uh, but was not keeping up with the anime. And we watched that episode. And he, and, <laughs> Maybe it was that, or then like we went back and watched the uh, the the I forget which number it is. Maybe it was nine eighty seven. Whatever the ones with like Queen's performance and all. Yeah, that. that's the one with uh, yeah. Ishitani, right? Uh, nine eighty two, I think. Nine eighty two. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I was confusing that with nine fifty seven. Yeah, it was, right. was. It's the other one, right? That uh, was the where was that? Yeah, yeah it was the Warlords and all. Right, right, right. Oh Just God, like, yeah, that was a yeah. cool one too. Just watched it again recently uh, too, because I as I, I always go when new dubs come out, I always go back and watch it. But uh, it's surprising I, the, how far they've gotten too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another. It's it's such a story. weird time. I I'm an old I'm an old man in this fandom. <laughs> I, I will admit that you're younger than but me. I remember. That's not fair. I, I know, but I remember we were starting the podcast out, and what like Marine Ford was yeah. the current manga arc, and yeah, like, what, strong. Like, the latest Shabbat in the, in the latest the dub anime. set and the latest dub set was like drum island so mm -hmm. like but fun <laughs> the whole funimation acquiring thing is a long, you know, long story that we've told to death but my whole point was my friend said how is this the same show because <laughs> he fell off, I, I i sorry I, I, it sounds weird to say i'm just gonna call out sung Wan. this was a conversation sung Wan and i had but he was just like because he fell off watching during dress rosa uh, I mean, I don't know, because then like you half the time friends are like, why the hell are you not telling someone's name? Just say who it is. Um, You're right. I'm weird like that. No, I know you don't um, like I name dropping. I think because I don't want to do the name dropping. Yeah, Sorry, I'm derailing the conversation. My yes, whole you point are. He, he stopped watching the anime during Dress Rosa because just the pacing got so much to him. And just then to like just show him some Wano episodes, he he, he was like. It's like, it's like, what I mean, the hell happened? I mean, his, pace, I mean <laughs> yeah. his issues with the pacing haven't really been solved. So, yeah, it's something you can struggle. watch, uh, you know, maybe once a month, maybe. I mean, it. Yeah, but it I says think, you I'm watching this shit every week. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> I was going to say, although I do tend to marathon. I, I 
try I I do like watch two or three episodes at a time usually. But but let's be honest. I mean, we don't really have the luxury to do this, but I think the manga also would benefit from reading it once a month. And in that, you <laughs> yeah. read four four or five chapters, you or read two, two cha- or one. It's <laughs> gonna say, like, especially with all the breaks. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I I think that's true of both. I don't think that's also- I don't. It doesn't hinder. The quality's been good enough for the most part. Where I think. Like we were talking about chapter 10, uh, episode 1066, where they, I think animators have become really creative in how they use that time that they have to kill uh, versus how it used yeah. to be long pan, long pan. I mean, that still happens, but bless. And it happens a lot less, mostly because uh, the series directors this time around, because there's, there's three of them now. There's not just uh, Nagamine. Right. There's currently also... Satoshi Ito and Yasunori Koyama, they will, they, they they used to like check the storyboards, I think, for like a while during the series production. I'm not sure if it was from episode one, but they started like actively like correcting them on their own, like redrawing them uh, if certain things don't work or if like things need to be punched up, which is very rare for a Toei show. I'm not sure how rare yeah. it is for like anime in general, but that has certainly helped uh, for the pacing. I wonder mm-hmm. what was like the punch in the gut for Toei to to start doing that. Um, I, I yeah. thank you for the segue. Uh, yeah. Because um, uh, <laughs> Skippy, another reason why I asked you like what anime you were following to earlier, because like I I I'm not following these series, but I just remember these. Uh, these series making like big waves, you know, years ago. Uh, I'm talking about stuff like Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen. Right. And people pointing out the animation, or you know, sometimes um, they get it confused with the compositing. Uh, but too much <laughs> All <shit>. the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember. Uh, sorry, I just remember seeing a viral tweet. R.I.P. Tweets. I think they're just called posts now. Um, and someone's <laughs> what like, are we going to oh, call Peace Demon between? Slayer? Has the sickest animation, and then I think someone quoted to it, and I'm like. Yeah, that's mostly compositing what you're talking about <laughs> there. But I, I, I'm curious, like, I, I, you know, because I've never heard this anywhere, and I don't think anyone working at Toy will admit it, but do you feel like, like, the way, like, those shows and, like, My Hero were coming off in uh, Fair, also those shows are seasonal, but do you think that has also had a huge influence on One Piece kind of, like, stepping up its game? Yeah, uh, if not, like, Maybe not like directly as Wano started because I think Demon Slayer, I think that one big episode that everyone was talking about was, I think that's when Luffy, the week Luffy and Zoro met up very early on in Wano, I think was when that Demon Slayer episode released. So Mm -hmm. I I think the, the idea to re like kind of revamp the anime for the 20th anniversary was like probably like willingly a toy decision, but definitely like once Demon Slayer and JJK started uh, getting popular and the the shonen with like really flashy and big animation and heavy compositing was like becoming mainstream. They definitely started to uh, in, like influence One Piece for sure. And I, the other prong of that is that it is explode. I feel like, and maybe it, I don't know how um, in touch I am, but <laughs> it feels like the One Piece community has exploded as a result 
of the anime stepping up its game so much. Um, there, yeah, definitely. There are a ton of new anime only, you know, the people who are not caught up with the manga watchers. And I never used, well, for reasons, but I never used to see people out there like being like, One Piece is the most amazing, you should see this this moment in the in the animation it's it'll blow your freaking mind and yeah <laughs> and so on like it's you as it's especially like 10 years ago i remember just fishman island is this specific moment i'm like i don't know if i could do this anime series the anymore uh just because of how slowly paced and i, I used to get i used to get like i remember uh an old job i was kind of i wouldn't say mocked but i was kind of just like scoffed at for uh saying like yeah i'm uh, i'm a big one piece fan and this person was like it's like man like bleach is where it's at and this is in 2008 <laughs> by the way that's it, kind of that, that 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 it's a little more dated right now because bleach is back and uh yeah. it does look good in the yeah. uh the the i don't i sorry i was gonna say reboot but i want to say reboot but just the continuation, continuation? um of it uh but it's, uh, it was funny, like being a One Piece fan, like prior to the the Wano anime. I think just was just, uh, it, it it felt like a kid quietly playing with his toys in the corner, <laughs> and then now all of a sudden everyone wants to fucking play with those toys. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I I mean, it's also like story versus animation. Like it, it, we we had different priorities. I think. And now we have both, and that's pretty awesome. Uh, we have good, we have like outstanding animation and a fantastic story to go along well, with it. Where, where was it that I've heard? And I don't know if you guys have heard this anywhere, but I feel like the 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 key to a series' success is within the anime. I, if you've told it's... me that, and I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> that came from uh wow i i i've heard that somewhere um it's a thing people like, say really it's like the the anime is truly what it's the gateway know, brings truck. it to the mainstream it's definitely uh, a big part yes sure. I, I dare I, god dare i say it, it might have been greg and i just <laughs> just that, that sounds like, right the the anime is kind of what like promotes the manga though i it's i think i, I and I, I i i especially think that's more prevalent in i think the the u.s because i feel yeah. like you, you'll you'll run into an anime watcher probably a lot easy like easier than you will a manga reader but agreed um yeah i, I went on a tangent there, no so. no no i i <laughs> it's all right i think it i think it's i think it's a really good discussion to have i mean I forget if I've already said this or like several times in the recording, but you know, we want to talk about I the just, anime. I, yeah. I just don't think there's a coincidence that the, the anime's quality uh, improves dramatically and I all wanna. of a sudden, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like one piece seems to be way more popular in the States where it, I mean, it I was, was just at a con I was just at a convention where, you know, unfortunately I never saw it because that con is way too busy, you know, AX, but you know, you got like two big one piece banners on the exterior of the convention center. Yeah. that that was not what you were last at that con in 2010 zach yeah yep. you, you'd be lucky if there was a flyer for one piece back then i don't think there were any hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh what was i gonna say now I, it's 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 been a pretty amazing evolution to 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 see this happening um it's it, it, unrecognizable um but speaking of right. yeah go ahead 
Steve. I, 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 sorry, I cut you off. I realized I, I'm not sure what you're going to get into uh, talking. Gear so, 5, I was going to talk about. But, sure, yeah. Okay. Get into it. Okay, thank you, Steve, for the for the you're okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Skippy, from what you've seen so far, um, what is your take, your reaction, your just, what do you think so far of what you've seen? Um, it looks amazing. Uh, it definitely, I was a little afraid because, like, obviously Ishitani has become such a huge name that I, pe- I, people were, like, starting to expect her for pretty much everything. Yeah. Like, for a new opening or a new ending or for Gear 5. And um, I don't know if people are disappointed that, you know, the series director Nagamine is doing the episode, but he's definitely put a lot of forward thinking into this. Uh, a lot of, like, I think it feels like it's been in, like, at least in early, like, development planning stages since, like, late last year, probably. So there's been a lot of attention to, even in just the, the like, 30-second previews that we have, like, the storyboard, they have expanded upon, like, what was already there in the manga, which was great to begin with, but like all the really cool shots, like the several different animators that you can already see. And then like the compositing and photography and everything, it's like layered on really heavy, but it like looks super good too. I, I, I'm very excited. And I really hope, and I think from what we've already seen, it seems like this will be the case that the animation staff not only has fun with, Gear 5, because I feel like the whole... I mean, Steve, you've been drawing a lot of Gear 5 generally, but, like, it just seems like Oda had fun drawing it, and it is fun to just, like, embody that spirit. And I'm very excited to see them, the animators, hopefully, like, get out of their comfort zone uh, with it and just go crazy and do some different stuff. And... Yeah, I don't know if you have thoughts on if you've if there's something specific you hope to see in, in Gear Five. Well, there at least all the Tom and Jerryisms that were in the manga <laughs> seem to be in full force mm-hmm. so far. So that's a, that's a good sign. And I know a lot of them are going to try to do that. Like a lot of animators are going to try to do it within their own style, which they seem to be encouraging. And I think that's a good thing. Like the Tom and Jerry inspiration should be there, but I don't think it should be like the major like crutch like i don't think everyone should have to strictly like stick to drawing it like tom and like all the gags and everything but like the style should be their own for sure and i think any break they get well this is not really a break because they're gonna have to draw them anyway from drawing and animating dragon kaido definitely i think be yeah (laughs) appreciated for a lot of them yeah it's gonna be nuts um (laughs) sorry i'm uh and, and, you know, with the Ishitani thing, I think, you know, she has, like, such uh, specific, amazing talent. But I think at the same time, Gear 5 is, like, such a specific type of... Um, it, it's different than, I think, a lot of the the stuff that she's done so far. Not to say that she can't do Gear 5. It's just, it's... Yeah. Yeah. She has... It, the the stuff that she did with with the episodes I've se- I've seen her do is different, I'd say. Um, then I just, real, I just realized I I remember like you know I was getting like random comments every now and then, or people saying like, "Oh man, Ishitani's animating Gear you know Gear Five, and I'm just like, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know <laughs> if it's a leak. I'm just not going to engage with this, and I'm kind of glad I didn't <laughs> because uh, it sets up expectations, uh, mm-hmm. and so people get all like. Yeah. into it and like if it doesn't go their way that's 
a whole shit show. Welcome to the oh, internet. That's, that, yeah, <laughs> yep. welcome, yeah, that's the internet, baby. 100%. Uh, what a place it is. I, Ishitani had a, in English, actually tweet a response and say, don't trust yep. the rumors. And I felt, I feel bad because, I mean, everyone's saying good things about her, I, I think, um, online. Although I'm sure there's one guy. Um, yeah. There's always, there's always one asshole. But it's... I, you know, I, at the same time, I'm sure she's like, there are other people doing things, you know, and don't don't put all this pressure on me for. Yeah, for sure. Because um, a lot of like the series director, Nagamine, was someone she worked with uh, closely on Dragon Ball Super. Um, and like a lot of like the other younger episode directors at Toei that work on the show are like, you know, her close friends. So she obviously like. I'm sure she's happy that a lot of people have interest in her work, but she definitely wants to push, you know, her other, like other people's as much as she can. Understandably. Um, so should we, t should we go back to where we started and talk about merch? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I, before, you know, we yeah, yeah. bear off just a little bit, I'm, I'm curious cause you know, cause you know, Skippy has been covering, you know, the anime since the beginning of Wano. Yeah. This, it, like a basic question, but I'm curious, like what have been some of like your absolute favorite moments from the anime since the start of this arc? Like if you Ooh, have like a top, a, if you had to make a top a tough five, question. it's a good question. Um, it's a very good I mean, question. Just like, um, like, or just lightning. What are the first five like things that just like come to your mind? Definitely the start with Zoro and the magistrate. Um, cause mm. that amazing Kojima scene, uh, I guess anytime Ishizuka Katsumi Ishizuka shows up, I because I, I'm you know, a huge fan of his work and everything, so I can't really yeah. list every single one of his episodes. But like, was, you know, all a lot of the early parts of Wano, Zoro versus King, all that. Oh, Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Was he gone from the series for like a, a while? A long before, while, yeah, yeah. Before Whole Cake Island. Yeah, uh, he was always someone I I enjoyed seeing uh, in the anime, and it was uh, you know it, it was it was cool to see him yeah pop up again. Uh, oh, he was on Strong World. When did, he, when did he originally start in the anime? Because like when I think of him, I like distinctly think of like Eni's Lobby. It says I was, like recognizing his stuff. Uh, I'm just looking at A and N, but Skippy could probably answer the question better. I don't know if you know off the top of your head. <laughs> just assume I'm asking Skippy's. So. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it um, I think he started around 2000 or 2001. Like he's very uh. Like one of the early members, okay. I guess, but he was he started as a key animator, I think, under the original character designer Koizumi. So that's why yeah. his style had a lot of like the same like similar oh, traits. Yeah. And he's he's tweeted like several different times of like the One Piece like perfect shots accounts about like praising Koizumi and how much he tried to get close to his style. And then I think it was around Eni's lobby, which is when Koizumi kind of started to take a back seat in mm -hmm. the anime. He kind of left, kind of didn't um that's when he became an animation supervisor and that continued up till punk hazard i think and that's when yeah his appearances on one piece and i think just toei stuff in general was really spotty which i think he has said was because of like a personal life thing but also i think payment too but obviously he's no he can't say a whole lot about it but yeah definitely glad to have him back it's it's funny because um, I was just I, looking looking him up and I know them by their Twitter avatars. <laughs> no, I, yeah. uh, go I, ahead. Sorry. I I used to get Koizumi and uh, and him confused a lot because yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever really had a chance to talk about this on the podcast because I feel like no one understands what I'm talking about. 
huge koizumi fan i think you know everybody is yeah. I, it's, I i i wasn't sure if i was alone there because you know because i originally was way more ahead in the anime than i was in the manga when i got into the series and you know oda's a huge influence on my art but koizumi's right up there too his take on the characters i absolutely adore um and uh I miss it a little bit, but also the series has the series has to evolve. So yeah. I, I I think it would it, it it'd, it'd be neat, but also I think it'd be weird to see what like it it'd be weird to see like Koizumi style straw hats in Wano. I just I I, I don't know. It's like oil and water. Maybe, maybe the next maybe the water, next location um, may have. He did come back briefly uh, in a key animation. Well, I mean, he was also, I think, an AD, like an animation supervisor on a couple of them. In uh, Whole mm-hmm. Cake Island, he did Luffy versus Sanji. That's and right, then, yeah. Uh, Baron Tamago and Pedro, yeah. But that was that was very short-lived. Oh, he did mm-hmm. episode one, too? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. This, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. this is why I brought Skippy on, too. Um, no, thank, no, I'm talking <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is common knowledge, but I forget. This is like... No, I'll be the, I'll be the common person who doesn't understand no, it's it. like... <laughs> This is like after you've watched and reread the series so many times, like, all right, what else do you have to obsess about now? And this, and then this is the territory you get into. But um, <laughs> no, I think I remember when I was like watching through some of the early episodes again and just tweeting about it and people, you know, so- someone would be like, actually, uh, Koizumi like animated this. And I'd be like, I need more people telling me this stuff because <laughs> I do yeah. actually want to know these things. But um uh, but back to the original question. I'm curious if you've thought of any other stuff from Wano uh, anime uh, that that just well the start you. and then any Ishizuka scene. Mm-hmm. Definitely the Ishitani episode uh, 10 to 15. The the Red Rock against Kaido. Um, personally, uh, Sanji versus Queen. That episode was phenomenal. Yeah. I love that episode so much. Ryo Tanakamura is amazing. And then um, I'm going to reserve the fifth one for Gear 5, I think. Yeah, I think it <laughs> deserves it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> sure. Uh, Zach, you want to talk about toys and stuff? <laughs> okay, Steve. <laughs> See how it... No, well, I, is, is there anything else, I guess? Well, first of all, with Gear 5, it's not going to just be next week's episode. Like, the really crazy right. cool stuff come, I think, in the next episode after that. If you if you don't want spoilers, skip the next couple seconds. I think the giant uh, Luffy is in the following episode. Um, yeah, should because uh, I think they seem to be going with like a chapter per episode as of late, so it's definitely going to be in like ten seventy two rather than next week. And and the jump rope, I think, where Steve, you got yeah. that image from last last year. Um, mm-hmm. There's and I'm I'm just so excited to see all of that. Um, and I, I, I think they even said, um, in, in one of the announcements, or I think one of the directors said something along the lines of get ready for a lot of really good episodes coming up. Like there's, we're not going to have any drop in quality or something along those lines for the next that few weeks. That feels like something to Young Se, who is one of the uh, chief animation supervisors and like just a hugely like popular action animator on the series. I think he, I think he actually tweeted today that there was like, going to be a lot of like amazing episodes up to the end of the fight and there's going to be like a lot of guest animators like almost every week so uh, i'm sure there will still be some varying quality but yeah they should all be very well produced and you know what this is perfect um 
I'm oh well, you know what? They're they I'm just sorry. I I was looking on uh whatever the hell the social media website's called. Um uh, that they're just <laughs> advertising for Gear 5 all over Japan, which is which is cool. I thought they were actually they looked like movie posters and I was getting excited. I think there's been rumors about like whether or not those are actually going they're ever going to they're going to show Gear 5 stuff in theaters. I don't was the one in France ever confirmed or is that just a rumor? I think they said today that um Toei said or Toei or Shueisha, one of them said no. Okay. So I think, but I think Barcelona right. is doing like an unauthorized one or something like that. Kind of so. like the the Dragon Ball Super. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they uh, should. I, more so, unauthorized. God, that reminded me of the Saudi thing too. Remember that? Oh God. Okay, that's not even. <laughs> you mean Oda's uh, Oda's uh, guest appearance? Surprise yeah, appearance. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Happened. It. Especially with, uh, you know, kind of like what, like, you know, what, like, Twitter, like, what a lot of viral Twitter accounts have, have turned into. Um, don't believe everything you read online. Actually, don't believe <laughs> most things you read online. I, yeah, no, oh, we're at that point. So, Ed did mention One Piece Day and how Gear 5 focused it was. And it had the giant Gear 5 Luffy balloon, which also made me extremely happy. Um, since we're going to talk about toys, Steve, as if you don't have a whole shelf of One Piece figures, uh, I do. I was just, I was just curious, like, what, um, if, 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 if toy discussion was on the list of demands today, I'm just, it, it's, it, I, <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I, what's, I, what's I, the, I, 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 I'm not trying to take the piss out of you, Zach. I was just like, oh, it hurts. Did, did like Skippy ask to talk about merchandise or something? I'm surprised. I, well, no, it's. Bit, it, well, I I love all the merch. Like every oh, yeah. single tweet, I mean, it's it's amazing. No, no, it's I just have a problem. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Um, it's just that we were saving like all the lead up to Gear Five discussion, and part of that hype, like for some reason, as as Ed said, like eighty percent of the announcements at One Piece Day were related to merch surrounding Gear Five stuff. Was there anything that stuck out to you, like I need this, or conversely, why did they make this? For Skippy, you could go first. I don't know if there's anything that um, popped out. I don't think anything was like why did they make this? Because I mean, I understand it's like a hugely yes. hotly anticipated form, so like. Oh, so they're gonna market the hell out of it, but um, at least I think the, the toy animation like statue that had like it's like a like I can't I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a huge figure with like a bunch of different gear five. Yeah, I'm trying to find it that says, one. Like, gear five and like big text and everything. That one looks awesome, and I really want uh, to get that one if possible. Oh, is it the but, one um, where the eyes the are popping? Where it says yeah. One Piece oh, here it is. and like Luffy, oh, Luffy's yanking at the the logo. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. I just posted it into our discussion a few. Yeah, no, that I I love that. I love fourth wall breaking personally with uh with Luffy, so I want to see more of that. Um Ed, do you And definitely oh. the uh the little figures with the um with like the eyes are all popping out and everything. Those are fun too. Yeah. I, I yeah, it's going to be hard not to buy a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, do you have room? Because I know you were thinking of buying a house just for One Piece figures, right? I mean, I'm going to have to. I, I don't have room. I, I know you don't. <laughs> it's, well, you know, I chose to just live in too expensive of a city. But, um, don't tell people yeah, I live like this. It's it's tempting, yeah. I definitely have to make choices. But um, the 
I don't what, what they've what they've shown so far, you know, does not disappoint. Um, <laughs> something I want to talk about with uh, Gear Five too, and like this has been on my mind lately, and like and we're and we're guilty of this too at the podcast. But since we had no idea what the color scheme was going to be at the time, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so thankful his hair is not like orange. <laughs> or like yellow yeah yeah i mean it's at least the orange too super same like, he looks like carrot top yeah but um <laughs> i just remember being surprised when it was like oh he's like all white but you know i i, I kind of dig it you know it works definitely yeah, yeah. yeah Ch- i was also shocked too. yeah somehow i love that transformations do that somehow but i mean if if any transformation it makes sense i feel like this one is is the least surprising um the only thing is, why doesn't he get like a different? He's had the Fishman Island shirt forever, and even in this form, he has the Fishman. And in uh, in in um, what do you call it? Uh, what do you mean? In the, well, in the following arc, in uh, in in Egghead Future Island, I think Egghead. is what they're calling yeah. it now. Um, my my brain took a break there. Um, in Egghead, he even so he's wearing the future outfit, and when he goes Gear Five changes back into his the this outfit which i found uh, no um i think he's shirtless, or he's shirtless think, yeah. right i'm 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 pretty sure he's shirtless because uh you know eagle-eyed steve uh, yeah i know you yeah. that when yeah. he had to draw. He's shirtless but then he has like the the shorts with like the satchel and everything yeah which we could just assume luffy is always gonna wear those so. oh no, yeah. yeah yeah definitely yeah. like under the 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 I don't even know what Vegapunk calls those suits at this point. Uh, future probably, suits? They probably, they probably uh, future suits, <laughs> super like science that, yeah. suit. Yeah. Super science suit, that's it. That's true, yeah. Um, no, I'm just upset. I feel like we got robbed of an all-white version of, of that, um, but it's fine. I'll be okay. Fan art has definitely made up for that. I think I've seen a few. Thank, like yeah, thank God for fan art. Um, <laughs> fill in the void. Um, was... I also was there any was there any other Gear Five stuff uh, you wanted to talk about Skippy or Ed or Steve? None. It's ironic that it's coming a year. I think, I think it might be almost a year after like it appeared in Film Red. I think that's very funny. I don't oh, know if yeah. that was planned, but just somehow ended up that way. But that is mm. that is amusing. <laughs> Said uh, disappointed. It, it, you were disappointed to see it in Film Red. You were saying? Um, no, I'm not disappointed to see it in mm-hmm. film. Right, I just think it's amusing that a year after it first appeared in the movies, when it appears in the anime. Yeah, it's I I I just asked because I I I, it's, I think it seems like that was a controversial choice. I yeah, people seem to think it was uh, Toei's idea too, but I think it it must have been like either Oda or Tanaguchi to uh, it must have been one of their decisions for sure. I agree yeah. with that. I mean. I, I, you know, I, I have like friends that care too much who are just like, nah, that was dumb. And then I'll go, you know, but then I think about the times I saw in theater and just like the ovation it got. So I don't know. I think um, movies, I think, well, first of all, it's a movie, you know, like even though uh, Uta and and the whole, it was such a phenomenon. I I think when you have a movie, you should, you, you know, fan service is part of it. That that kind of fan service. I mean, absolutely. Look at Stampede. Yeah. Um, so I, I for the ovation itself, I feel like it's worth it. That's really cool to hear. Um, uh, anyway, I think that I think that wraps it up for our Gear Five discussion. 
Uh, next week, we're going to talk more about Gear 5. Um, but thank you, Skippy, for coming on to talk about it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thanks, you know, for doing what you're doing and like putting accurate information out there and educating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. I know I've been going, I think, since Henry's episode, but I do, hopefully, I'm hopefully going to be back for all the Gear 5 episodes. So fingers crossed. Awesome. And there was some good stuff. The, there was some good stuff in, in between, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Thank you, Skippy. Let's move on to no the next part of the podcast. Hey, it's time for the SGS. And that means you got me. That's Steven. And you got me. I'm Greg. Hey. SGS. Still don't know what it stands for. We got some good ideas. No, but it's a mystery mystery segment um <laughs> i think the best probably at this moment is uh steven greg and simba i think that's probably the uh, it's it's accurate um, <laughs> present for every uh every episode so far um yeah how you uh how you holding up in the uh the summer heat over there it is hot and not in the oh it's so hot outside it's hot in the it's hot and so humid that when you walk outside, it's actually a little bit hard to breathe. Ooh. Um, yeah. That's no fun. Go Japan. Um, yeah. How about you? I hear over in the States, my, my parents are talking about uh, it being really, really hot. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. How that yeah, it's been it, it's a little cooler today, but it's been it's been real nasty the last couple of weeks. So no fun. Um, and that's why we're inside in the air conditioning. Gumbody my show. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh I don't know what's uh what's new in the in the world um since we uh since we talked last <laughs> it was only what like a week? Uh <laughs> yes. yes. Only yeah. a week and um we had a lot to digest on the uh, the, the main podcast. I was able to, to guest on there for the first time in quite a while. Yeah. And um so much news that I think by the end of it, Zach was just like we are not discussing it anymore. We're just going to read through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Indeed. yeah, One Piece Day happened. One Piece Day. Um, no. You had, uh, of course, uh, I think an, an annual uh, event for you, San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, it is. All right. That's my, that's my home convention. Nice. They say. So we'd like to discuss some of that uh, later, but I think we also have two chapters of One Piece to address uh, yeah nice. yeah we did of course we did talk about them last week in you know mixed company but um i suppose there are some thoughts that might um occur that uh you know we were not able to uh to go in depth on um so uh yeah obviously you know we're we're, we're all familiar with what happened in the last two chapters i hope if you're listening to this um Pretty much just a an isolated scene on uh, the pirate island Hachinosu, um, where uh, we've we've seen um, uh, Garp and uh, members of Sword uh, a, a execute a uh, rescue mission, and uh, ends up with uh, some some very heroic uh, actions from from Kobe and uh, Helmeppo and, and Prince Groose. And of course, uh, Garp himself, who is left behind to a an unknown fate. Um, 
Was there anything on the top of your mind about this that you uh, you didn't get out that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, it's I, I've been living in these two chapters um, the past couple of days because they're my my um, my next column coming up. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been inundated with with going back and forth, you know, between scenes here. But um, one thing I I have not really talked about yet is that I do believe unless he had, you know, a, a stock chapter ready. But uh, I do believe that this, which, and if, if that was the case, I don't think they'd, they'd ever have held it off this long because jumping out of one piece is like, it's like not having football to air on, uh, on whatever night it is that football airs on in the States anymore. But <laughs> half of um, them. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the first chapter um, post-surgery um, that he's right. drawn. So, you know, um, how many Panda Men is, is he going to draw, right? Like, uh, now that, that he can hopefully, hopefully see mm-hmm. quite well, um, you know, how, how, how is the line work going to be? You know, it was one of my big expectations coming into these chapters. And I don't know if this is just a LASIK thing. Like, like you know, he had something, if not LASIK, something extremely similar to it performed um, in order to... to uh, kind of get back a better eyesight and um uh my mom had lasik done when i was in high school around that time or so mm-hmm. and um i remember her saying like it it took time like it didn't immediately like, mm-hmm. like come into focus but like things healed and shifted around and when all was said and done things looked quite good but i don't know if he's in that looked quite good state or not but mm-hmm. either way just the uh, the capybara here with um, with Ace on the cover, it mm. does look more clean. Interestingly enough, he's been doing so many wobbly lines and, and whatnot that like it seems to have a more cartoony weight, despite the line itself being more um, controlled. If that if that makes sense. For the for the capybara image, you mean? For the capybara image, I'm looking specifically at like Ace's arms, and mm-hmm. um, you know the, specifically the arm that's reaching up, um, that that inner line, the one that's nearest the text, that is a beautiful line. Like like that is mm-hmm. that is um, almost uh, I want to say not not um, peak what I consider peak like around the Ennius Lobby era, but um, that is almost like early early One Piece. Uh, curvature and mm-hmm. and weight um, but all together everything looks like it still has the the wobbly weight to it of all said and done yeah. his arm there would look would ha- would have looked much more uh, lanky i think in um if this was his like cover story if you compare mm. the two yeah so it's it's interesting where we've we've uh, ended up here he's kind of a uh... I mean, it's almost Michelangelo-esque, right? Sistine Chapel. He's he's reaching out. He's t- you know got the finger, uh, <laughs> giving him a light. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. I I do I do agree. Like there there are certain area you 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 can still see that he's able to to do some very delicate line work that isn't quite so scratchy when he's yes. uh, you know when he's in really intending to do that. Um, which I don't know. I don't know if it was a time thing or if it was like just straight up an eyesight thing. But, um, you know, I, I'm working right now on um, 
uh, compiling the uh, the volume 106 chapters um, for the uh, um, the SBS and, and all that stuff. And, you know, it always varies from chapter to chapter, but like some of those, you know, you have pages where it's just like, man, this is really rough at times. Yeah. Um, so, you know, any any improvement is good, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know uh, how everybody feels, but uh, I do see a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and thus far, I like it. Uh, I've been looking at mooks lately, um, mob mooks. Mm-hmm. And there are cases where they seem a little bit better. And then cases where it's like, oh, this is not too changed. Oh, but then there's the um, Garp has his uh, wanted poster, right? For the um, for uh, Cross Guild. And uh, that's mm. some beautiful work on that. I mean, look, that is that is detailed. Um, I don't even know if that was like a Oded like challenge to himself. Like, can I do this um, <laughs> kind of thing? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, let's see what else. Um, I am very interested to see how the Shima Shima for the uh, what, what, I'm sorry. What did you call it? The, uh, Isle Isle Fruit. Isle Isle Fruit. Yeah. All right. I am interested how that is going to play out because it doesn't look like it's um, uh, limited by the number of limbs that uh, one person yeah. has. If I if I Maybe, do if I am yeah. saying that correct, yeah. Unless those are legs down there, it you know it covered up by the uh, interrobang. Um, yeah, I think it could be. You think it could be, and you could just stand I don't up. Know. I didn't really like. I, I remember talking about that when we went over that chapter and I think, yeah, not cause now I'm looking at, at 1088 too. And there's um, the spread, uh, the one where Garp actually punches the skull. There's a big um, panel there and it's, it's kind of the same thing, but they look more like legs um, for sure uh, in that one. So he just didn't draw the feet. Yeah. See, I, I, I think this might, if he can do that, I think this might put him in the Frankie category, which is rough. I think that might. How, how so? What What is the Frankie category? I think the uh, for final fight. I think that might put him with Frankie. Ah. Um, because okay. if he's that large, uh, he. I mean, very large. But I picture biggest being Robin, with um. Hmm. Oh God, uh, San Juan Wolf. Just because mm. size, like that—that's her, that—that—that's her, um, right? Her a uh, weak point, I, I guess you could say. Is size is, is um, and you know having that kind of clash with her against him um, seems appropriate, especially with with giant heritage in there as well. So, um, uh, because of her uh, connection to Saul, and, to Saul, yeah, yeah, he does seem he looks kind of like Saul, so they might be from the same. Uh, race of, of giant or ethnicity ethnicity of giant but um yeah that does change things for frankie and i say that because uh maybe there's like a a, a docking or a robo thing um for for frankie's future especially after meeting vegapunk um mm-hmm. so basically something very large versus something very large yeah um, yeah seems to be par for course for oda but it is kind of funny, like now now that I'm thinking more about it, uh, of just like the his sort of dimensions here as the the island that he's kind of consistently he's 
it's like he's like a big baby man like with just his <laughs> his hands and his legs he's like stuck on his back and his legs just kind of <laughs> kicking there <laughs> it's just such a weird it's such a weird concept it's actually um a uh, Cronenberg it's a, he's a Cronenberg oh, creation yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 what do you make of his uh I, I don't think we really got too deep into it but like the the general mechanism here where like Pizarro Pizarro has his human form that's like where he quote unquote actually is and yet he is still he, he's like fused with the floor or something yeah like he's, I think he's fusing into the floor is he not yeah how do you suppose that that works <laughs> I, I guess he, it's a limiter so he can't like be hovering in the air he can't be you know uh, somewhere right. else and not affecting the island. like he can't be on a right. ship and affect the island theoretically we don't know how yeah, because well, if, if or when de- he wants to um, use devil fruit weakening in that or not, right? Like that's that seems yeah. to be a thing for both, um, because an island is connected to seawater. So yeah, and it was like that was kind of how Pika worked. Remember, because Zoro had to like cut him into smaller pieces because he was inhabiting, yes. you know, one one part of it basically. Yes, he's pretty much moving around in there, almost mech yeah. style, but like yeah. Uh, I am interested in how the, um, it, it seems more like a Robin thing. And I did mention this on the podcast, but, uh, he, he injury, I think someone said like, you know, it, it slices his hand or it, it, it cut his hand in half. It does. It's not one, doesn't seem to be one for one. Um, like uh, he, uh, he obliterates that hand and his hand is not obliterated. It is bleeding, but it seems to have just taken damage. Um, rather than have been cut or sliced in half. Um, so he's certainly not invulnerable. That's a nice power stop yeah. there. Right, right. Yeah, we did talk about that. It's useful. Um, I don't know. Um, what else here? I think it... Oh, we didn't really talk about the... Well, we did talk about the, the cover. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like I'm almost retreading ground here, so at mm. this point. But um, do you have anything to, to add or say? Any final thoughts about the uh, the two chapters together? About the two chapters together, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think I I, I really got my my feeling. I think they were a, a fantastic pair of of chapters that that told a really strong story that I wasn't necessarily expecting or or asking for at that point but um you know a really just speaks to the dedication to to like his his original characters and and you know the the roles that they play in the story and the the ways that he keeps them relevant and um you know was um very heartening to to see <laughs> even though in a way there it's kind of a tragic chapter i guess you know obviously you're you're supposed to to come away with it thinking this is the end for garp so uh you know it's it's ominous in a way but um uh you know in terms of what it did for their characters i thought just really really tremendous yeah and i guess maybe as, as a final note for me is um kobe you know, we, we always go to, to Usopp for 
the uh, yeah he he the represents everyman. The, the everyman. Yeah. He represents the the person, but. Kobe, I feel, rather than the everyman, I think Kobe is supposed to be the reader. Um, and specifically, not any reader, um, but who originally Oda intended this for as a five-year story. Um, mm-hmm. The the child who is being told you know, by adults what to do and, and do this and do that and by society and teachers. And over the course of, of five years, you know, it, he anticipated, you know, going that long. I'm sure he had that kind of confidence. Um, but I think he wanted Kobe to, in real time, five years, grow up and and be the kind of character that he is now, displaying mm-hmm. this kind of power. And um, if you do read it like that with the, the, the thought process that the original reader should have been like, what, 12, 13, starting mm-hmm. to read it and finishing at 18, just about to go off into, uh, no, going off into society. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it matches up perfectly. Um, so I really mm-hmm. do think that, you know, we talk about Usopp and, and Nami as, as the every people, but uh, I do think this is this was his big plan for Kobe to represent the core reader of, of One mm-hmm. Piece. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, something I want to uh, veer back around to, um, mm-hmm. San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, this this I have been looking forward to to asking you about this because, unfortunately, this is the kind of BS that that I have to answer, and I have <laughs> to think about what can I say and what can I not say <laughs> and how do I uh-huh. phrase this. Um, I believe you. Uh, had the opportunity to meet the author of Vinland Saga. Yes, I did. Yeah, that was the first time I have ever um, met a, an author of uh, anything that I've worked on. And um, really, like, short of Oda, you know, he, uh, Makoto Yukimura would have been, like, number two as far as, like, oh, shit, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. So, <laughs> um, you know, it was a, it was a big deal for me, um, for sure. May I may I ask for something of a summary of it because I know the series mm-hmm. is now massively popular around the world thanks to not only your work um, in translation but also the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it is Vikings and that it is quote unquote not what you expect is is what I've been hearing or told or mm-hmm. I'm not sure but um, what so what is the little, series yeah, yeah what what is Vinland Saga it is a uh, you could call it like historical fiction. It is based on a real uh, person. the The main character is Thorfinn. Uh, Thorfinn Karlsefni is his uh, his full name, um, and he was a real life uh, like protege of Leif Erikson, who you know famously sailed through uh, Iceland to Greenland and then to uh, the New World. Um, and Thorfinn was a, you know, a, a younger guy who also did the same thing and, um, you know, created one of the settlements there in, um, Newfoundland somewhere. It's on, it's on, uh, Prince Edward Island, I believe. Uh, and so this is a story that kind of, um, it, it tells a, a fictionalized version of this man's life where he's trying to imagine, the author is trying to imagine, uh, you know, coming from Viking society, which is very violent and it's it's based all around, you know, a, a sort of might makes right, um, you know, like 
strong uh, feats of of combat and of seizing uh, plunder and, and stuff like that is like is is lauded. That's like that's what you're supposed to do. That's you know if you're strong, you do that, and that's what makes you great. Um, and he he tries to imagine how does someone go from that mindset to wanting to sail away to you know to the new world where there is no um, to their mind um, you know civilization to to plunder or whatever. Um, and so he um, he basically it is the the story of this this kid Thorfinn who um, suffers a, a a tragic loss. He's he's with his dad. His dad is like a legendary fighter. Um, he was a, a great Viking, and then he just gave it up. He was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want. He he becomes a more or less a pacifist. And Thorfinn, as a child, is like you know drawn. He he's like any other child. He's like drawn to the the wonder of uh you know being a, a viking and going raiding and stuff and he doesn't understand why his dad is like different about it um and then uh you know through some events his his father uh, perishes and he is as a child he thorfinn is like um left with the band of vikings that killed his dad Whoa. and um then he is basically raised by them and so he has this like very strained um, and very uh, sort of revenge focused, like sort of secondary father figure thing where, you know, he's raised by the man who killed his dad and he's, you know, he's, he's trying to prove himself so that he's worthy of having a duel so that he can kill this guy. Wow. Um, and so there's a lot, you know, there's, that's, that's the prologue of the story basically. And, it, and it's, it's told against the backdrop of um, the Viking, the, the Danish uh, invasion of England, um, where they they took over part of England in uh, right around the the year one thousand, and um, from there, you know, just like th there's a lot of stuff that happens to him, and he too kind of comes to a realization that he he renounces violence as well, and so Vinland as the New World is like it's you know it's the Eden, it's the place of of plenty where the land is warm and you can you can make crops and there's no war and there's no slavery and, and whatnot, and so. Um, you know, he, um, he, he, he tries to find like-minded people to go on this, this voyage with him. And, um, at the point that the story is now, it's, it's pretty close to ending. Um, they are in Vinland at this point. And so like the, uh, the natives are a major part of the story of, of them, uh, kind of interacting with the, um, the tribes that live there and stuff. And so he's kind of preparing, figuring out how to, to tell the, the end of the story now. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where, where we are with Vinland saga, uh, at this moment in time when they decided, you know, Hey, let's get him out, um, in to, uh, to America to, to, to go to a big convention. I'm not sure if I, they could have brought him to anime expo. Cause that's kind of like the biggest anime specific San Diego comic-con is kind of everything, um, under the sun okay. and, um, Obviously, it, you know, it's totally cool to have. I, we had a uh, Kohei Horikoshi Sensei was was there a couple mm. of years ago. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, it can be done it, to, to have a, a Japanese artist come out and, and still get tons of attention and, and press and stuff. And um, uh, yeah, it was like a whirlwind schedule. He uh, it's a four day event and he had stuff going on all four days um, oh. as far as I could tell. And so. Tying this back around to to your work on the series, mm -hmm. um, under what circumstances were you able to meet him? Did you do work with him, or was this a um, you know 
an, an opportunity to meet him. How, how did this all occur? Um, yeah, so I, uh, I go every year and um, the, the editor for Vinland Saga is also the, he, he's basically like the publishing director at Kodansha uh, Comics or Kodansha USA. I forget what, what the, um, the title is, but it's a, it's kind of like a, it, it's a penguin random house uh, company. So like the, the staff there that work on the print books are basically like on loan kind of from PRH. Um, and they just work on, you know, the, the manga that um, Kodansha Japan sends to them uh, more or less. Okay. And um, so he's, he's kind of like the guy calling the shots to a certain extent and um, he, you know, Vinland was like one of his babies too, where he was like, oh, I just, I really want to keep, you know, stay hands on with this one because wow. most of the time he's just assigning stuff. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I usually meet him like most years because he's usually there doing business stuff. And uh, and he he told me this year, he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, stay tuned because I think we're going to get Yukimura, you know, down to, to San Diego Comic-Con um, and, you know, have him on a, on a panel and stuff. And <laughs> uh, so, you know, if you want to, if you want to be, take part in that, you know, let me know. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so basically, um, officially I was there to be on the, the panel, which was, um, Ben, the, the editor and me, and, um, we had an interpreter uh, who kind of like runs events for Kodansha. And so she did the interpreting for him and, uh, and then, and then a moderator. And, uh, so we just kind of, did some Q and a stuff where we had, you know, a list of, of pre-prepared questions, mm. um, to ask him. And then, um, at a certain point we would cut it and then go to a fan Q and a where they line up and, uh, and ask their questions directly. Um, okay. and that was, that was Saturday. It was, it, it uh, Comic-Con is always Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and the panel was Saturday morning. Uh, but Thursday, night we had kind of a, a a meetup get together thing where we did a little dry run we went over the questions and went out to dinner and stuff and um you know got got lots of uh sort of hands-on time just interacting um you know chatting stuff like that um so that wow. was that was the the first point that i i got to see him okay and, and, and how did that go what was the what was the first introduction like oh I was very nervous and I, I, I totally, I, I will admit, I, I kind of flubbed it like I, my, my, which, uh, you know, I think it turned out okay. But, um, you know, for people that, that aren't aware, Aisatsu in Japanese, you know, oh. greet, like formal greetings where, you know, you, you got to say the right thing and, and introduce yourself and all that stuff. And, um, I was, I was a little thrown off by, uh, because when I walked in the the place, the the interpreter kind of introduced me first, and which I was sort of expecting that I was going to walk up and say, "Hi, you know, I'm the translator for Vinland Saga," blah mm. blah blah. Um, and and oh. so my mind just kind of went blank, and uh, and so I uh, I was like, "Oh boy, I hope I didn't uh, leave a, a poor first impression." But um, he is super cool. Like I, you know, I don't know. Obviously, this is the first artist I've met, but. I, I under I know that like there a lot of you know stereotype of, of mangaka is like you know you sit in your office all day and the only people you interact with are like your assistants basically and so a lot of them are very withdrawn and shy and like you know you really have to get them out of their their shell their comfort zone and Yukimura is like 
like he is totally fearless. Like he was up for everything. <laughs> he was totally cool. Um, just like really happy to be there, really excited. And, um, you know, was like no, no issues whatsoever. And, and in fact, that was kind of why we decided we, we wanted to make sure that there was like a maximum of time for fan questions because we were like, you know, some, uh, some, some people are going to be like, Oh no, we got to bottle this up. Like we, everything has to be controlled. We have to know what the questions are going to be. We have to make sure everything is on a script and everything. Uh, but he was like, you know, no, no, just, just hit, hit me with them, you know, bam, bam, uh, so like, wow, uh, it was, it, it was really impressive to see him, uh, just sort of handle all of that. Um, so what did, did you get to ask any, um, did you get to ask any juicy questions? Not, not really. I mean, I wasn't necessarily expecting to, I I didn't go in with like burning thoughts on my, on my mind. I just kind of wanted to, you know, to meet him, get to know him and stuff. Um, we did, you know, we, we did like over the, the Q and a stuff we did, uh, you know, ask him some like questions about process. And I had, I had a question or two that or like a a confirmation or two, because uh, he does, for example, um, this is pretty rare, I think. Uh, you know, there, it's not rare that mangaka work uh, digitally. Obviously, more and more these days, you know, it's it's rarer to find people that just work with paper. Mm-hmm. But um, he has a very specific process where actually all of his sound effects are like he he does do the art on paper, I believe, or at least he did prior to Corona, um, when he could actually you know meet with his assistants and everything. Um, but, uh, all of his sound effects and all of the extra text stuff is on a separate layer. So actually like when he, when we get the, um, materials, uh, like the, the letterer can just like, he just clicks a button and they're gone and he Whoa. can just totally put in, you know, whatever the, the, the English stuff. So it's, it's like, you know, it's like if our poor, um, art retoucher for one piece who has to you know erase manually erase and redo all of the sound effects you know it's like what if you could just you know click like the eye icon on the photoshop you know layer and they're just gone um so i asked him like oh yeah you do you do that separately right and he's like oh yeah that's right we we do those uh digitally suke Um, that is really cool yeah he also he also does, he, he, uh, shapes his, this is how like, <laughs> so considerate this guy is. He shapes his text bubbles so that they are kind of naturally more horizontal in general, which, you know, some artists are like very vertical, you know, like they make the most of the, um, the line with Oda's, Oda's pretty good about doing horizontally shaped bubbles as well. Mm. But, um, most artists, you know, it's pretty common, you know, to have like, oh crap, this is a, I really want to use this like five syllable word here, but it's this very narrow panel and they're going to have to break it over like three different lines in order to make it fit. So I probably yeah. can't use that word. The, the, the um, Tootsie Roll bubbles. Yes. Yes, exactly. The Tootsie Roll. Um, so, uh, yeah, like the, the, the thought that he was like, yeah, actually this is going to make it easier for, for like international audiences as well to, uh, to produce their editions of it it's like wow that's 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 galaxy brain yeah um, yeah wow um so yeah we you know it was 
it, it was cool. We we went to a. Uh, I, I think I tweeted about this. We went to a a bit of a tourist. It's not really a touristy place because it is really a dive, but it is known as the Top Gun Bar because it is the place where they filmed the bar scene from Top Gun, which was you know a good selling point to convince them like. <laughs> Sensei, do you like Top Gun? You know, <laughs> especially with the movie. Yeah, the the sequel. Yeah, the new one. Too. Yeah. The timing is perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were. Uh, th- there were some other folks there. Obviously, there was a there was a large entourage, um, and I also got to meet the. Um, uh, I guess he's the former editor in chief because I, I believe the magazine was kind of folded into one of the other ones. But um, the magazine Evening, uh, which is a Kodansha. Um, they they have afternoon, which is what Vinland Saga is um, serialized in, and they have morning, and then evening was kind of like the third of the um, the grouping. And now so, it's just uh, called day. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they for some reason they they folded evening, and now it is now it is the like secondary thing called morning too. So I, I mean, I guess that you know you have morning and then afternoon evening and then when evening is over it's morning too um i don't know <laughs> i don't know how that that thought process worked but um uh yeah he he was there too he he was very excited about the top gun stuff we were chatting with him i'm uh, sorry so. just in my head i got this um the what was it jimmy jimmy nantaka learning english uh, skit from um, oh fr- uh yeah <laughs> 10 10 2 morning yeah. 2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh the, god uh, the okay guy. yeah um so that yeah that was uh so so we we basically packed in you know imagine like 20 people or so and we're in like the back room where they had it reserved and there's like there's no air conditioner there's just like a couple ceiling fans and so it's like probably oh. 85 degrees the whole time and we're just slamming barbecue and beers back and it was it was by the time it was done i you know i felt like i had been through like a sweat lodge or something it was a very surreal kind of experience jeez um, but uh yeah it was that that was uh that was the first night uh then he had he had booth signings they had like a limited you know you had to win a, a lottery ticket basically uh, well, you know, Willy Wonka golden ticket mm. to um, to get to the interview line. But he had like an hour long signing on Friday and then there was another one on Saturday. But the Saturday was also the the panel day. So um, we, we did that in the morning and it was uh, it went really well. It was it was a really great panel. And it, especially because we, we kind of prepped beforehand and we were like, all right, so we're cutting, you know, these, this, and this question, you know, we, we cut out some of the superfluous ones, the ones that are like a little bit less, you know, crucial to, to get over. And it turned out that like, you know, to, in order to make more time for the fan Q and a, and it turned out that pretty much all of those questions, like one of the fans asked them anyways. So we were like, perfect. Yes. Thank you. That's like, rad. Just, yeah. Let, let, let the fans, you know, ha- interact with him and, and get the, all those, uh, those questions in. And, um, and yeah, it was, it, it was great. You know, he's a total, he, he's a rock star. Um, you know, not, not in a bad sense, but you know, he was just like, he was down for everything. We gave him like a, a whole, like a pro wrestling sort of introduction where, you know, everyone else got introduced first and he was kind of waiting in the corner of the room. And then, you know, here, here he is the man of the hour, you know, and he, everybody <laughs> cheers and everything. And so it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. 
and yeah, and you were you were up on the panel for that yeah so i was basically oh my following god dude that's so cool I was basically following a script, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a free for all thing. We right. were, we were asking, you know, the, the predetermined, uh, questions, but, um, you know, to, to, to have like a, here's the author, here's the translator, here's the editor. Uh, you know, all we needed was the letterer guy and it would have been like the perfect setup of like, boom, here it is. Here's the, here's the Vinland saga team. So, um, it was, it was cool to be a part of for sure. Congratulations. And thank you. Um, and then after that, uh, actually, this is this is a funny anecdote. So after that, it was like lunchtime. So we were like, all right, we're going to we're going to head out of the convention center and, and walk to a, a little lunch place and, and chill for a bit before the uh, the second signing uh, booth signing. And so we go out the you know, we kind of walk down the hall from the panel room and we got the back doors. And, uh, so it, it, we were upstairs, so there's like a, this, this very large patio area, like outside the, the rear doors. And then, you know, there's like, I don't know, a hundred feet of concrete or so. Um, and then there's a big set of stairs that goes down to street level. And so on this back patio, they had, there were like a dozen guys dressed up in armor doing like full on combat LARPing. Uh, and like dressed up like knights and they had, uh, you know, obviously not like not metal weapons or shields. Like they, it was basically like, it it was like kendo swords, basically, you know, it was like kind of soft, softer material. And the, the shields were, I don't even think they were wood. I think they were probably like, like cardboard, like laminated or something like that. And so they're swinging these these swords at each other and you know they're not they're not actually of course trying to hit like vital areas they're just trying to hit the the shield of the other guy and so it's like imagine like a like a nerf bat or something just smacking flat against a surface so it's just going bam 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 you know just like an incredible racket uh, and the whole, <laughs> and of course there's a crowd, you know, around them and they have it all roped off so that nobody gets too close and everything. And sensei is just like circling around. He's just like, wow, wow. What is this? What's going on here? You're just like completely fascinated by these idiots just, you know, smacking each other with, <laughs> with these fake swords. Uh, it was, it was hilarious. Um, could not have been better timed, uh, <laughs> that we just stumbled across it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, then, then we went to lunch and just kind of hung out for a little while. Wow. I, uh, I, I, I do hope that that pops up in a chapter. Um, oh yeah. That experience. That would, be, that would be great. Or like, yeah, just a little, you know, a little essay, uh, essay manga as they call it, like a little, just here's what happened to me, um, sort of thing. Cause, yeah. cause that would be great. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty much the end of like my, my schedule he did have one more signing because he did he has another series called planetess which was his first series before vinland saga and that is uh, that was published by uh, dark horse and so he made sure to have a signing for their for their booth as well um to kind of spread the love around a little bit um but um but that was it i i felt i, I it, the one thing that 
I did feel really great about is that me and my wife are, you know, obviously we're, we're natives here. We know, you know, the area and stuff. And so they got so much advice about, well, where, where can we go? What, what, what can we do in a, if we have an hour? Where should we go eat? And, you know, we, he, Sensei wants this, wants, Sensei wants that. And so we were able like, okay, all right, here's what you do. You're going to go here. You know, you go to this spot. Oh. Um, you know, here's the, here's like the Tijuana style talk street taco place that's in downtown. So it's like right there. You can just walk to it. And uh, he put up some pictures later where he was like, we were like, oh, he went, he went. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was, you know, that, that was cool to be. Uh, play play the role of a host a little bit perfect um yeah and yeah, yeah still, we definitely we we sold him on the whole you know he was just completely in love with the area and we were like okay and you know here's the you know just in case you were actually serious here's the real estate prices uh, in, case, in case you really <laughs> in case you really want to move here uh and uh and he was like oh my god uh oh well never mind <laughs> oh god yeah well, still, still holding out for uh, for Oda to visit uh, Jersey someday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take him to uh, to Jack's Five Pizza on the boardwalk. There you go. Um, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't ask ask mm-hmm. this, and and if this is if you can't discuss this, no no worries whatsoever. But um, were you able to tell him about the the series that you that you work on, um, in addition to Vinland Saga? Um, a little bit like it didn't, it it only briefly arose, you know, I wasn't necessarily, um, trying to talk his ear off. It would be clear, like, again, this is a very large entourage and, um, there were a lot of people there, there were a lot of demands on his, uh, his time and attention and stuff. And I did not want to get, uh, too, um, too up in his face, but, um, he did, uh, he did learn that I was the, the translator for one piece. I should mention that here while, uh, um, well, and I, I'm not really sure how to, uh, how to phrase his, his response. It was kind of like a combination of like, you know, good work, congratulations. And also my condolences all kind of wrapped into one, um, you know, just recognizing the, the, the uh, the, the sheer uh, pressure and amount of work that goes into to, uh, something like this. Um, he was, also very excited uh, um, that I uh, I was the translator for uh, the the Battle Angel Alita uh, series, which I did the um, the hardcovers that came out not that long ago. Obviously, the the original it was originally published back in the '90s in English, um, and so that had been the only edition out for a long time. And then uh, as like a um, I forget which year it was like t- 25th anniversary or 30th anniversary or one of those. Um, they put out, um, big hardcovers just, you know, just before the, uh, the James Cameron produced, you know, movie was going to be out. So, um, there was a nice shiny new edition and, and I did that from scratch. Um, and yeah, he was very excited about that one. He was like, Oh, he's like, it, it's like everything, you know, everything that manga is to me is, you know, is Gamu is battle angel Alita. Um, and so, you know, we got to <laughs> chat about that for a minute. Wow. Yeah. Noticed. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Jeez, congratulations, man. That is, Thank you. I, Thank you. I am so happy to hear that. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad I got to talk about it with you. Cause I'm like, there's really only one other person I know who can actually speak to, <laughs> to what this sort of experience is like to, uh, you know, to come into such close contact with, uh, you know, a, a big creator, 
a creative mind. Um, I'm uh, I'm waiting to uh, to ask you these same questions about uh, Oda someday. So <laughs> that'd be that'd be nice. Yeah, I I do I I, I definitely uh, recognized uh, you know some of the the areas where I I'll, I'll need some more uh, practice in my my conversational Japanese Ooh, before okay. I before I meet him. But uh, you know, hey, it's good to. It's good to uh, to realize these things before um, you know it goes it goes too much longer. Very cool. Well, I I from the bottom of my heart, um, congratulations. Thank you to you for that. Um, there is there is nobody I I think that that I know um, who who deserves um, experiences like that uh, due to their work and and, and dedication uh, in in the industry. So so happy to hear that. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, actually, if I could be salty for a minute um, about the so there's the Eisner Awards. That's like the the big comic awards that they they do at San Diego Comic Con, and their their manga they have a they have a best adaptation or best edition of international material Asia uh, prize, which is basically the manga prize. Um, although they they do sometimes put you know Korean and uh chinese comics there too but um it's always a crapshoot as far as like what will get nominated and and what will actually win and it it often ends up being it's it's sort of like miyazaki at the oscars where it's just like who uh, oh junji ito like oh yeah i love that guy let's just give him the award um you know that that sort of thing um but i was like when i when i heard that yukimura was going to be at san diego comic-con i was like you know imagining you know, amazing dreams in my head. I was like, oh man, you know, the anime is such a hit now. Like what if Vinland Saga got nominated and actually won and he was there and he could actually like go up there and accept the prize and everything. And then, you know, it totally was not, you know, it was not nominated or anything like that, but I was just like, oh my God, that was the opportunity. Um, so I was a little salty about that more than usual. I'm usually salty about the, the way they do, they do it at the Eisners, but um, that's just a little, you know, petty professional gripe that I have. Um, well, I'm sorry that didn't work out, but yeah, <clears throat> you know, next time, next year. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he definitely wants to come back. Uh, you know, if, if not for San Diego Comic-Con, then just, you know, for, for vacation. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what the future holds. All right. Speaking um, of the future. Yeah. Mm hmm. The near future. Uh, the very near future. Um, yeah. As in like almost a month away future. Mm -hmm. um, there was a trailer. Uh, that was just, I don't know if you, you know this. Um. <laughs> the the uh, While I was doing all of this stuff that I was just talking about, uh, you know, traipsing around the convention center and, and being totally mobbed and overwhelmed by this experience was One Piece Day where every piece of news related to One Piece uh, all came out at the same time and I'm completely preoccupied with other stuff. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how it went for me. And it was, it was a big one. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know if, um, I don't know if you know that anybody knows this, but, um, initially, um, there was going to be a, a crossover. Um, you know how the, um, what is it? The, they had, they had the countdown for a trailer. I don't know if you were able to catch a, a thing on, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was a big countdown leading up to it. And it, initially 
it was going to be um, a, a, a same time broadcast with a, a San Diego Comic Con panel. And oh, and gonna... oh, for for Netflix. Yes. Ah. And um, they were going to do One Piece Day studio uh-huh. and the San Diego Comic Con panel at the same time, counting wow. down. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, as you know, the industry is in quite the kerfuffle right now. Yes, um, unfortunately, so that yeah, was not to be. Um, obviously, the Japan side is is free to promote it uh, as they like. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's why that was a, a big to do, and it, it was almost something even bigger. But uh, maybe season two, fingers crossed. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that that uh, would have been really cool. Yeah, that would have been the perfect opportunity to do it. And then, yeah, you might have even, depending on the schedule, you might have been <laughs> able to experience part of that yeah. as well. So. Yeah, we did We did our one panel, our one like sort of industry, um, you know, showbiz panel that we did go to was uh, Good Omens, which is a, you know, TV show um, uh, on Amazon, I think. Yeah, um, they, they had their season two um, and that was, you know, the first season was, uh, you know, one of my wife's favorites and I enjoyed it a lot too. And so instead of, you know, having people there, they basically just played the first episode that I think they just came out this week. Um, so it was, it was a very, it was a very short early preview, you know, only by a week or so, but, um, you know, there were no, obviously there were no people there. It was basically just a guy who came out and said, all right, here's what we got. Enjoy. And, you know, then they just (laughs) played everything on the screen and I guess that's, that that would have been the the same the equivalent of of what we would have gotten if they had gone ahead with the the one piece yeah. thing I guess. Yes. So uh, too bad this time, but maybe in the yeah. future. But uh, mm. shall we talk about this this trailer a little bit? Um, yeah, sure. And not we're, we're uh, just want to be clear to everyone listening. This is not the. Did you notice two hundred things from the one piece trailer? <laughs> and, and we're also not going to go too crazy on this because uh, Steve. And uh, and Vera will be discussing this uh, in yeah. in great detail, I do believe. So don't want to steal their thunder. But while you have the two of us, uh, mm-hmm. this might be a, a good time for us to, to kind of uh, yeah discuss what e- what each of us uh, took out of this. And and I will say uh, on the topic of like the you know the two hundred details you may have missed. I know that there were lots of people pointing out, and I, I think you did some of this as well. Like all of the little. Uh, what would you call them like wardrobe cameos of like hey mm. they're wearing the thing from this color spread and they're wearing the thing from that color spread and i think that stuff is like it's really fascinating like it's it's entertaining as an easter egg sort of thing um and, and the fans obviously gives them something to uh to chat about while they're you know waiting for the the day to arrive um but i i will say for my part i'm definitely like that's that's cute and all, you know, like that's, that's a great attention to detail, but you know, that's not going to matter to me unless the acting and the writing and the, you know, the editing and all the stuff that really makes you feel like what this story actually is, is, is on point. So, um, you know, I, I, I will withhold my judgment about, uh, those little, you know, Easter eggs until, until I know the show is good, basically. <laughs> you know, who else feels that way? Um, the Would man himself the, the man himself yeah yes big man. yes same same thoughts yeah all right That's so good. that uh, makes sense that makes sense that he would 
I'm just going to uh, to play this, and you want me to to just kind of narrate what we're going through because I'm not sure. Gonna, sure, I, I have it but... open too, and I'm just going to like skim or uh, flip right. through it. So we open on the uh, the chains and the cuffs, um, mm-hmm. and then the stand, and go immediately into the the famous phrase. Yes. Uh, I will. I guess I should also. I sort of said this just a moment ago before we just got into it, but I'll preface that I had a very different experience with the trailer. Um, mm. I experience this in a, without being too specific, in a very different way than many people have. Um, it was definitely the first time I saw it, um, the, mm. the trailer itself, but mm. I just had a different way of, it, it will forever have impacted many people listening to this uh, than it impacted me. Mm. Um, so there's probably things here that I'm looking at that, that mm-hmm. other people are, are going to be like, well, what, what did you think about it? I'm sorry. It just, it was different. And, uh, maybe in another month we can talk about that a little bit more in detail, but, um, the, the voice here of Roger, what do you think about Roger's, uh, voice? I think a lot of people were into like, what do you think about the mustache or the, this or that, but do you think he let carries, me, let me, let me unmute my trailer so I can uh, listen to it for a second here. Sure. As I instantly give mm. you a, a hard question. Yeah. It's uh he he's not as deep as the uh as the anime actor, for right? sure. Not 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 by a long shot, right. Right, right. I mean that's that's uh God. That's the Otsuka family, right? I mean originally. Right, right. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna match that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I do mm. like, I, I do like the gruffness of it. The, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like, it, I like the look deep. of him. I like the look. Uh, people people mm-hmm. were like, he looks too ratty. He was like, he's remember he's, he's been in captivity. Yeah. He's dying yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's dying. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, and we got dragon here, um, in the crowd, mm-hmm. a very, very telling green, green hooded cape. Right. Okay, so um, here's something that's interesting, and mm-hmm. my barber pointed this out. <laughs> oh um, boy, this is this is like I, I I'm fascinated by by what the Japanese take is gonna it will mm-hmm. be on this or air is right now on this. Yeah, and um, uh, you see Luffy you know sitting in, in front of the baratier, which which is a shot from the teaser. It's we, we've seen this before, mm-hmm. um, but the, he was just like in the world of One Piece, like. They don't have electricity, right? So, like, why is there a neon sign? And, and I was like, while while valid, um, the the other thing you got to know about um, uh, the world of One Piece is that it it is it is um, unique in that there is no set technology. Right. Um, obviously, very far future things. Um, you know, the 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 the. the uh, that only exists within a, I was going to say a shell for Egghead, um, that exists <laughs> w- with, uh, within a very specific area or region or, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, part of the world. Um, but there are ways that that uh, devices that are what we would consider quote unquote modern uh, have snuck into the series in other ways. And um, I, who, who knows how that's being powered? It could be a series of rats on on wheels for all we know yeah. um it could have an oda explanation right. for all we know exactly but, 
Um, but yeah, but that, that would add to the weirdness and the wonderfulness of the, of the world. So, um, he was just, Oh, okay. He's like, you're right. Yeah. They did have, they did have like, you know, these devices or those devices. And it was not, everything was like, um, colonial, uh, level technology. So, right. I love this, this picture or this image of Zorro here, um, in front of the, Mm. Well, the sword, just the, the dead seriousness, yeah, uh, un, unwavering glit. Oh. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing we have Usopp um, coming up here, and stop me if 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 there's something you want to say as well. But uh, uh, one thing I agree with the critique of the trailer is that uh, they didn't give poor Usopp uh, a, a lot of time here. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, now he gets, you know, later on he gets a, he gets a interesting, like he gets a, a funny scene. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I was a little bit disappointed. I mean, he looks great. Yeah. Um, but I would have liked to see a little bit more cause we got it. Well, you can't give it all away in the, in the first trailer. Right. So, That's right. Um, I think who is, who got more lines here was, um, Sanji, I think had his first lines, but we'll get to that. I look at Garp, and then there's the stopping on the crowd here. There's the Apple Watch. I don't know if you heard about that. <laughs> no. Is the is there one of the mob, is there an extra? An extra with uh, with an Apple Watch on. So. <laughs> um, That's great. Uh, Oda Oopsie. was meant he he basically sent that picture mm-hmm. with like a LOL. To, to, <laughs> So yeah, no f's given um, about that, which is which is great. Guess, it's a good attitude yeah. to have. I'm sure it will be gone by the time this airs. Yeah, probably. I mean, look if if all the Lord of the Rings fans can talk about the you know the shot where the car was in the background, or <laughs> or the the thing where you know when uh, Viggo Mortensen kicked the helmet and he actually broke his toe and that's why he was screaming. <laughs> you know, like we we can have our own fun uh, with uh you know, visual goofs as well. Yeah. I think one of the best responses I saw from a poster was like, maybe she came from Egghead. And I was like, that's clever. Egghead yeah. doesn't exist yet, but, but clever. Um, <laughs> so Roger, Roger laughing. How is this image for you? Um, I, I really like the, um, I, I like that shot. I like the way that it looks. I know there were people, weren't there some people that were like, why is it so, like blurry or so fisheye style or something. Mm. I didn't really mind. I didn't, I didn't have an issue with it. I, I think it. people are thinking like, because you saw a couple seconds of a, of a single scene in a teaser or a trailer that like everything is shot fisheye mm. and um, no, like these are, what we're trying to do here is, is make a, a manga style where you can, f- you can focus in on mm. and, 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 I'm going to use this term embiggen um, the, nice. the, the, the feature um, mm. of, of the scene uh, and semi twist reality. Um, I think that's, that's what they're kind of going here for going for here is, is this mm-hmm. sense of this is not our world. Um, this is, this is a different world that this is taking place in. So it's okay if it feels a little funky if it, and that's why, um, I think one of the posts was like, I was just like, it's weird, it's wacky, it's wonderful, it's one piece. And like, that's, 
that's what I think the fisheye can accomplish. But I do mm. agree that you don't want to overuse it. Right. So. Right. Thoughts on the the news coup? I think it looks good. Looks great. Okay. I'm into it. Anything else strike your fancy at this point or Um, let's see. Now I'm just looking at the uh the love duck and all of the uh swinging in action and so on. Yeah. I didn't uh I I missed the uh the detail of the heart on the cannonball. Um, hey. That was uh that that was pretty cool. And um when I showed my wife the the trailer for the first time, uh, mm-hmm. we loaded it up on the TV. And uh, I, prior to that, had been just on the phone, like watching it like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, watching it with her for the first time, uh, we, we put it on, you know, the, the big screen. And uh, that's where I noticed that, like, not only, you know, do they have the uh, the, the hearts on them, um, but they, they explode into, like, uh, sparkles. Oh, <laughs> there are, if you if you watch oh yeah it is. Screen, that is sparkles wow yeah <laughs> that's great that's fun i'm not sure and and you know you don't don't tell mm. me anything but like the the shot after that of the um like the flare going off ah. uh, it was really interesting because when i saw that i don't know i don't know about you but i'm immediately thinking of uh thriller bark right of like yeah. oh we found the thing and then it goes boom up up above and then oh what's going to happen now yes. so that was kind of interesting um i was like i'm not i'm not sure exactly which moment i mean it, you know you only see the the first three so i can guess where it is but uh that was um that was an it, that caught my interest as a uh, manga fan yes yeah and i think what a lot of uh fans are going to have fun doing is after the series is out, maybe going back and rewatching the teaser in the trailer and to do those kind of mm. comparisons. Like the, uh, what is it, when the MCU releases a movie, they're all like, this was different from the, oh, yeah, from the, from the teaser, from the trailer. So, that yeah, might be fun. Well, and I know, uh, obviously, in, uh, in today's, um, you know, televised and, and movie entertainment business where, CG is such a heavy part of it, and obviously a lot of things happen very late. So I, I would not at all be surprised to, you know, to see like, oh, this shot is different, this shot is different, this shot is different. So mm. um, that that will be that will be interesting to see. I think. All right. Oh, one thing I did. I'm not gonna. I swear to God, I'm I'm not gonna point out every little thing. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about this world government looking symbol on the boat here? Were you, were you able to see that? Um, let's see which, uh, do you have a second marker? It is, uh, on the U S Netflix. It's about the 53 second marker. It's the, everything is red. Um, okay. Um, I did not notice. Uh, oh, is, uh, is it like a safe or something? The thing on the deck of the ship? Yeah. Or was, I did not, uh, I did not notice that. So, all right. Hmm. Oh my God! His "It's Ready" is if people weren't sold on him as as Luffy yet, 
Yeah. Like just the pride and the excitement in that exclamation. Oh, it's perfect. I I definitely was reminded of because it's one of those things where it it was so long ago and it's so automatic. Like I just take it for granted so much, but then just remembering that the very first time that I saw Luffy showing off the the, the flag that he drew, <laughs> I thought it was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Uh yeah. <laughs> You know, at at seventeen or however old I was at the time, yeah, that was uh, th- that is a great moment for Luffy. It's amazing. It was e- even better. Was the damn um, explanation for for why he did um, what was it? He he painted an actual skull like pretty Josiny on a on a bear or something. In a, in oh a cover, yeah, in a cover, and he's like, <laughs> no, just like oh, he's trying to draw Zoro. Times. yeah oh they also it, i don't know if this is intentional but um this is our, our it's our jolly roger we are and there's a pause the straw hat crew like, <laughs> is that is that and maybe a little cheeky yeah yeah <laughs> what next how about that uh the shot of the ship the the long shot, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's nice. Oh, I mean, uh, maybe we're we're thinking different ones. The um, in the storm, there's a ship that uh, capsizes. Ah, yeah, that that's a good that's a real good effect shot. I like that one. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> uh, here's me apparently. I don't <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that. <laughs> yes, I, I did. I did hear about that. Oh, yeah. I'm I, I, hes- to... I hesitate to ask your reaction to that. That it, to me, like like honestly, there there have been two big things the past month, and one of them was like the Reddit thread of of who is Greg, and oh, then yeah. um, and then um, Greg is Mary. <laughs> uh-huh. Who is Greg? Greg is Mary. <laughs> Um, I, I thought both of them were hilarious. They were, yeah. they were amazing. Um, super, super flattered. Um, but not, not me by a long shot. Um, uh, it, it, I don't mean looks, um, because, and this is a completely true story. Um, I brought this up. We had a, a Pathfinder, a tabletop night with, mm. uh, with buddies at work. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> My Mike, I was talking about it with one coworker, and the other coworker chimes in, and he's like, "Oh, are you talking about how Mary, uh, mm-hmm. the Mary thing?" And, and I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "I totally thought it was you." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. So you got it you, in person too, <laughs> dude, dude. You, I work with you. I worked with you throughout Corona, and and you, I have not left the country. You know, I haven't left the. country. <laughs> in the past three years three four years now it's like oh well you know i didn't you know maybe they maybe they filmed something over here but he was like yeah i totally thought that was you like, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i guess i guess the resemblance is is there i i if you take a look at the the actor proper i mean in prosthetics makeup um maybe but if you took a look at the act the actual actor we look yeah. nothing alike so i will take this <laughs> as flattery so thank you yeah 
um, clever, clever choice also to um, not not for fans, obviously, but for the general public to conceal uh, Kuro's uh, identity. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, I guess choice. that's right. That's that's right. I forgot about that. That's uh, that's going to be a plot point. You don't want to give it away. Uh, yeah. In the uh, trailer. I do like it. Now, I, I know that there were people for the teaser who were complaining about Buggy's like, you know, his his close up, his spooky, you know, jump scare close up thing that he did. Mm. And I took it in stride. I was like, OK, I know exactly, you know, what they're what they're doing here. This is just kind of like, uh, you know, hit him with a little pizzazz of, of what Buggy is like. And, and I think the the shots that we get of him. You know, where it's, it's hard to say if he's acting. I mean, he is acting, but, you know, there's only like a few words that he says. But uh, I do feel like, yes, this is what I expected Buggy was going to be like, you know, in the actual scenes and stuff. And uh, I think he's he seems great. Good. 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 Enjoying. Enjoying the look of him. It's, it's quite a look, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, once they they pull back that. um uh, the fish islands and we get to see, you know, what he, he looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking it's interesting. I, I, I have to wonder what sort of like conversations or calculations were going on where, you know, like buggy is buggy. You can't change buggy. There's not a lot of wiggle room to mess. He's a, he's a very important character, obviously. Um, but coming out here, you know, with a live action version of him in, in 2023 after God knows how many Joker movies of like, okay, here's your, here's your crazy clown character. Like, how do we, how do we make this guy not seem to a, an audience that is unfamiliar with him? Like he's just the Joker. Um, and that's, that's a, that's a fascinating concept to me of, of like, what what sort of questions and and ant solutions they might have been coming up with as far as like how how do we do his makeup how do we how do we have his acting go and and stuff like that yeah well thus far um seems like they got the right fellow for the job mm-hmm. um I, i'm not familiar with his work in the M- mcu but um some people have said from you know maybe agents of shield or something um that that he was he was uh quite quite a a not not beloved, but people enjoyed him and okay. they enjoyed his work. So um, I hope that remains true here. Cool. Yeah, I, I skipped all of the the TV shows for the the MCU stuff, so I don't I'm not familiar with them either. I skipped all of the um, MCU part of the MCU, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, not, not, no, I, I've seen I've seen the, the Avengers. I've seen. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, what was it? Um, oh, chop chop, okay. chop chop cannon. Yeah, yeah. He uses mm-hmm. chop chop cannon here. Um, how do you think this this plays off the line from the teaser of like all all great fighters? Um, give out their names, say name their attacks or something like that. Ah, uh, yes. So obviously not, you know, rejecting it. We see. You know, Luffy having done it and now mm-hmm. Buggy having done it, so it does seem to to play a role in the in the 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 world. Yeah, it makes me wonder because I mean, obviously that line 
you know, people, people complained about it, but I think that's, that's an obvious, you know, you put that line in because there's a whole audience that is going to tune into this show that does not watch anime, that doesn't read manga, that is not, they don't understand that like, yes, people have techniques and they have names and they're supposed to call them out. And so, you know, just a little, you know, turn, turn the acknowledgement of that into like a quick little gag, um, helps to kind of establish that for for the people who are going to sit there going like why are they calling out the name you know so you, you turn it into something in the show um i i'm not sure if that's going to be like something that is a running gag or not but uh i think that i think that was a smart inclusion on their part all right looking at all this action we get um I think we're at the same part. No, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to talk about um, uh, Arlong and okay. maybe, maybe it's just because I was so focused on, you know, checking out like the, the makeup, the prosthetic work and, and, and stuff. But I really didn't, I, I didn't get that sense of like, he looks like a normal sized guy. Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, the actor is only so large, but, um, you know, I don't know in terms of like his screen presence, I felt like that was Arlong to me. Mm. Um, uh, I, I think the, the one point is maybe like shoulders. Like somebody was like, eh, just, mm. you know, add some shoulder pads. Uh, okay. I, I, I get it. But like, um, it can be tough to do in movement. It can be tough to do in movement because um, yeah. you you know you're, you're you're it's not in 2D. You're not doing a single frame. In action scenes, that's going to be more difficult, more expensive, and we can make excuses for for that all day. I mean, if they wanted to, there's a way they they could have done it. However, and I will I will maintain this is that Arlong himself, when he shows up, is a almost. He has a massive chest. Let's just mm -hmm. get that out. That is absolutely true. He has a massive chest and neck. Yeah. Um, so like, yes, he's, he is powerful. But like those those arms are so lanky and the legs mm. are so lanky that it's just yeah. like, wait, this this is the villain? Um, <laughs> and if you get that same kind of impression, like, oh, wait, I, I thought, you know, it was going to be. And then, but when you see what they can do, and and the kind of devastation that they can cause, yeah, with with ease. Um, I think that's that's where a lot of that comes into play. Because I, I was the same thing. I was like, oh, Arlen is, he's he looks he looks cool. I like I like the the nose and everything and the teeth and um, that's neat. But like he doesn't look like. He, and then he picks up a house and flips it upside yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that that was definitely how that went for me reading Arlong Park the first time. Was like you know okay, well these guys look a little different. That's interesting. Um, and then, yeah, he Oda really goes out of his way to show the effects more so than just like check out this guy's frame. Um, so yeah. I think that's and obviously, yeah, hey, you got you got to show you got a big budget. You're going to do a lot of cool effects, visual effects and stuff. So that doesn't seem like something that is too hard for them to to demonstrate. Yeah. And and there's plenty of time for the the. <laughs> Moria and the um, Doflamingo-sized characters in, in the future. So. <laughs> yeah. The Kumas. 
yeah, you can't you can't inflate these guys too fast in terms of size. You got you got a lot more coming down the pipe. So Zoro Zoro Sanji, um, in mm. what definitely appears to be Arlong Park, um, doing it a, a, a team up of sorts here. It seems mm-hmm. M- my wife actually applauded um, <laughs> when when Sanji landed. Um, she was just like Suge Suge. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, I know. Like a lot of a lot of folks got their their kicks from the uh the interaction. Yeah. Uh, between them. The bickering. I I do like again not not heavy on the easter eggs, but I I like that uh, Luffy has milk here. Or at least what appears to be milk. Maybe he went for uh, soy milk or something. I don't know. But <laughs> in uh, in Baratier. Yeah, yeah. Which is per and with the with the straw too, which is perfect. Um, because Luffy uses a straw. It's it's Zoro that that never uses a straw. So mm, excellent mm-hmm. choice. <laughs> yeah. We get our first Anything look else? at Arlong. And let's see, looking at them. Oh, and we get the uh, the promise uh, from Zoro. How do you feel about that? You're my captain. You're my captain until the end. Yeah, it's a good. It's in Japanese. I I have it. I it's two feet in front of me. But is it saigo made? And he says saigo. Is it is it saigo is in the end of life saigo or is it saigo is in the end end? Because I was looking at the Japanese version of the trailer and it had like end. And I was like, oh, was it? Was it oh, that? Or was I, it Saigo? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we can talk freely about spoilers in this because pretty mm-hmm. much everybody listening is, is caught up to One Piece. Um, but uh, interesting choices uh, for the trailer could be considered spoilers but with zero context um obviously it would go r- over the heads of anybody but uh what's happening with um Arlong Park mm-hmm. um wow and then we go into um the uh Taskete yeah scene mm-hmm. which massive expectations on the on this mm-hmm. yeah i was almost a little surprised to to see that just because it's such a you know it's a it's a money scene you know it's like that's the thing that people really want to see and it's like oh you're just you're gonna put that right in the the trailer but i mean i'm interested to see how that will play out um Mm. in full no for sure because it's really it's not just of course the one panel it's really it's the whole sequence that goes into it and uh everything you know, yes. that, that, that plays off of each other. So, yeah. And again, if you have zero context for what's going on here, that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. it just ticks off the box kind of like, um, you know, There's human drama, drama. Yeah. human drama. Yeah. Um, shot of, uh, Shanks, uh, looking, I have to say a little bit derpy with this, this <laughs> tiny, tiny brimmed hat. Um, I'm not, a super fan of that to be mm. honest 
Um, I, I would have gone a few centimeters longer on the brim, but uh, if if ifs and, ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a mm. happy holiday. <laughs> Mihawk. Mihawk looking uh, like he's pulled from the pages of the manga, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the... Uh... The, the the colored contact lens or I, that that could be a viz shot I don't know but uh that was definitely like a I hesitate, I hesitate to say eye opening because pun pun was not intended but um <laughs> you know it was just like whoa okay that's an interesting detail there that's but that's what that looks like yeah I guess you I guess you got to do it if he's called Hawkeyes he's got to have some real crazy looking eyes so yeah um. That may take me a little, a little time for me to get used to, just so it doesn't seem like, you know, cosplay, uh, cosplay color contact sort of thing. Yeah. I love the Lord of the Coast. Yeah, yeah. That is that is such a oh, such a moment to be to be able to see that and and that amount of, um, basically dedic dedication f fidelity yeah. and dedication on the production side going into recreating that faithfully mm -hmm. um, right because it doesn't it doesn't look like oh well let's just make a sort of a generic you know movie monster like it looks like the th <laughs> it looks like the thing from the little mermaid <laughs> it, yeah yeah um, it's flotsam on uh, steroids yeah. yeah for sure And uh, ending with the freaking Gatling. Oh, what a what a what a cool choice! Like, at, you know, maybe a, a climax moment for the season, perhaps. But like, uh, what a what what a cool choice to be able to kind of mic drop with the uh, what are what's gum gum action gonna look like? Uh, go, gum action. I'm sorry. What is what does the gum action look like in 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 real life? This is what it looks like, and it looks mm. awesome. Mm. <laughs> And the uh, the famous recreation of the uh, the this, the cheek pull, yeah, love this. That uh, that actually got published in Jump. That's one of the screenshots uh, mm. they chose to publish in Jump. I mean, it's such an iconic image. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good thing. It's like I feel like it's the sort of thing that that could have been overlooked, but like it's such an effective. If if you dedicate, you know, the resources to doing that that sort of thing, it sells the, you know, the power so well, of like, yeah, this is what his skin is like. Um, it's not just, you know, he doesn't just like rear his his arm back and and then, you know, a sp special effects shot pops in. Like, here's what it kind <laughs> of it looks real like a realistic like. What if his skin was made out of taffy and he actually pulls it like that and and that's uh i think that's a that's a nice tactile effect to do how did that happen mm -hmm. took a bite of gum gum <laughs> what else i just coming up i love the logo i i it's really, good. Really, really love the logo. It's so I cool. I think it's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, the, I, I'm curious if that was if that was something that required a lot of iteration, or if um, or if they like nailed it in one or something. I, that I would be really curious to know because that's uh, you know, it's an important thing. Obviously, that's the visual branding of your show. Yeah. Um, I do like the the comical nature of of uh, Luffy and the nose. Mm-hmm. essentially making the, the nose canal and it, it does yeah. seem that they went with um with manga luffy for that so it's not inyaki um in there so oh yeah you're right huh that's cool mm-hmm. i didn't think about that um loving loving tribute to the series so choices mm-hmm. and then there's the uh the wall of uh of bounty posters that people were oh, God, losing yeah. their stuff over um mm-hmm. yeah uh, I I would warn that like people are like oh who is who is Cavendish like Cavendish is is cast and like uh, Foxy <laughs> is is cast and like Bellamy is cast. Um, and it's like uh, temper those expectations. I'm not right. saying for for quality of the series or you know anything, but like uh, there's only probably a slim chance that it's going to end up you know being you know, the person who was was photographed for that. Um, I really don't yeah. know about that. So. Yeah, you gotta you gotta treat it the same way that um, you know Oda's famous silhouettes of unknown characters uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the live action version of those. Yeah, yeah, Pen- yeah pending perfect. until further notice, basically. <laughs> and then Kobe here um, again, just ripped from the pages. Of yeah, the manga. love it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my face? Well, we'll, f- we'll find out. Mm-hmm. August we'll 31st. Find out. August 31st. Tanoshimi dana. Donaru kana. Something to look forward to. Oof. Well, with that being done, I think uh, we've talked way longer than we expected to. <laughs> I, I think I think we're just about to hit the hour and a half mark. And yeah. at the start of this, both you and me were like, oh, yeah, we're keep it 40, 40, 60 minutes. We gotta <laughs> <do this." laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, once you once you pull out the video and you start going back and forth every two seconds that you'll find the stuff to talk about. Well. Stephen, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to talk with you again on the the SGS. Absolutely, and uh, yes, we do. Obviously, we we have seen um, the uh, the many questions that are uh, accumulating in our uh, Discord, um, our, our Patreon SGS section. We will definitely uh, get to those uh, at some point. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like. <laughs> The next time we the next time we we talk it it might be around uh you know uh season season one release time so we we might have another another hour or two at least of um of stuff to talk about um but uh, we will get to those questions uh someday for sure i think okay maybe maybe i i put myself out there if if there's nothing super pressing and yeah okay okay maybe there's the the, the series or whatnot but um Maybe we'll do a reverse SGS and we'll do questions first. Hey, that's we'll an feature, idea. Feature that and uh, try to get that in. Um, questions are are not being ignored. No. 
no, I'm, I'm looking forward to answering some of them. So, um, yeah, I think that'll do it for us today. However, hope you enjoyed our um, talk about uh, not just the live action, but also um, the latest chapters and uh, a bit of um, <laughs> a little bit of what it's like to uh, to meet your heroes. It's uh, a very strange uh, experience. But um, yeah, I guess we will uh, we'll turn it back over to the rest of the show. So long. See ya. This is the Double Anime Recap for episodes 1069 and 1070. I'm your host Sam, and today with me we have none. Other than Ned. Hey, back to the anime recap. It's, it's going to be uh, some momentous time for the anime coming up. And uh, yeah, these episodes are like the, the prologue, the prelude to it. And joining us today, we also have Fruit by the Foot's very own Steve Yurko. Uh, more. Oh, God damn it. Sam, you got to like, you got to let me know when the, you're going to tie me in with an old 90s snack so i could like recite one of the catchphrases what was fruit by the foot fruit by the foot uh fruit by the foot uh catchphrase uh hey if sam could kill time so can i when i try to what was it (laughs) how many how many fruit by the foot tall are you uh like at least you know you know six of them Uh, yes assuming a fruit by the foot is a foot, which is uh, definitely yes. longer than that, though. It, I'll say, that's right, Sam, and I am over six foot. <laughs> I'm six, over six feet of fun. Nice. Speaking of nice, episode 1069. There is only one winner, Luffy versus Kaido. The Wonder title card begins at 5 minutes and 17 seconds, and we are wrapping up the Raizo versus Fukurokuju fight, uh, which I think I I think I was under the presumption that the fight was over uh, the episode before. It was but, over, uh, and then I think it, it, it got over it again in this yeah, episode. Yeah, it got over it again. Uh, Fukurokuju is begging for water. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's caving, he's begging for water, and, and Raizo stays put. And he's trying to like tough it out like uh like his old uh, buddy Odin would have done so. The fire is uh, a little more trans- transparent than it normally is. Who is? I would say that the, the fire is a little more transparent than it normally is, which mm-hmm. makes for a cool effect on like the dark background. But it's just because we have to see them through the flames, and like they have to be able to talk clearly. Uh we're we're catching up with kind of the ground floor peeps uh jimbei appears in in the uh the rise of fight basically you know just the perfect person uh to deal with with fire because he's got um just he's he's the water man uh we come back to is the water man yeah he's the water boy um we got guernica finger pistoling drake uh, Drake's not doing so hot, and 
we've got some of Snake Man versus Kaido. This is fun. Some of my my, my <laughs> some of my 1069 notes are from like a couple of weeks old, so I'm like trying to recall in my head exactly what was going on here. Um, uh, Kaido comments on. Uh, he 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 thinks that the it's strange that that Luffy's ability to bend his arms and and like change direction and velocity midair. Uh, he's like, well, that should be impossible due to due to the nature of rubber. So clearly something's up. Clearly, this is a a question we should have been asking. He's yeah, he's starting to have his suspicions. I I just love the way that the Snake Man is is animated in this episode. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaido's in his drunken beggar form again, being all. Uh... And this is like the the big purple form. Is it? Sorry, this is one where I have to. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's like. Mm, Dan, I cut this out. I don't think Dan's gonna. <laughs> um, You're on your own, Sammy. I just say like what it was like whatever uh, uh, Kaido is kind of like big purple, uh, big scary eyes, uh, freaking uh, uh, like. You know, the end of, His hybrid uh, form is very like cute in these episodes. He's got like a button nose. Oh, because it's a it's a different form. Um, dare I say? Oh God, I can't believe we have this conversation. Is this his awakened ability? <laughs> <laughs> well, with the with the Zoan fruit powers, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was hard to tell in the manga, honestly, and it is in the manga, but I didn't realize until. Uh, yeah, the anime I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of a completely different state of being. Um, and I think it's just like I was just gonna say, like the anime, like, kind of helped make it a little more clear for me, which is nice. But um, sorry, that uh, but I'm, we've like, got wa- wasting time with that. But uh, we've got uh, Kaido turning back into full dragon form and giving Luffy a big blast. And that connects us to the eye catch of the episode, and we come back, and now Luffy, he's transitioning. You know, this is all like one big, uh, you know, run of Gear 4, because, as he said before, he's he's got this one left. But he can, I guess he can go from from Snake Man into Bounce Man. Uh, he's now Bounce Man. They're clashing uh, some more. Uh, Luffy's getting ready his, his big, giant... Kong gun, like what he uh, finished Doflamingo off with. And, uh, you know, Luffy's he's talking about how the people of Wano, they can't drink or feed themselves. And uh, Kaido's response to this is basically like, tough shit. Uh, and uh, Luffy's proclaiming that the samurai are strong. And they're getting to kind of a, uh, I guess, uh, Kaido's luring him into a philosophical debate about whether the samurai are really strong or if they just act strong. The winners don't need such praise. Um, he's like, if, if they were so great, then they wouldn't have lost to me, basically, is what he's saying. Uh, and Luffy is... So this specifically, this is, the, this is an over-Kong gun, and there's big, giant, triumphant, victorious music happening as... Um, 
as, as Luffy clocks Kaido. And, uh, you know, sends Kaido flying, big dust clouds. Uh, we got Luffy is... He's like on. He's sprinting on the ground, like pumping his arms at uh, at full pace, and he's like kind of like running along the bottom of the screen. Uh, and now Kaido in the dust. Kaido is returning to his uh, hybrid form, and he says, "Thunder bellow, Bagua!" And he smacks Luffy. Yeah, he hits Luffy back, and now Luffy is. He's been hit by this. He's like like some air is escaping. He's starting to deflate. But he's like, he's like grabbing at the the air that's coming out of his mouth and like trying to stuff it back in, so he doesn't lose his gear for. Well, there's that cartoon logic for you. And uh, Kaido is bloodthirsty drunk. Sorry, this is the form I'm referring to. I'm I apologize for derailing the conversation. I think because like I've watched the most recent episode too, so I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, hasn't he been using this for a while? I just felt a little crazy here. But. And uh, Luffy and Kaido, they're they're like facing off each other. Their their talking faces are very like animated and kind of like wiping around the screen. Um, and uh, and this is when when uh, good old Guernica jumps in. You know, Luffy's about to give like another Kong gun, and Guernica is like Iron Body, and he grabs onto Luffy's arm. He like stiffens himself with with the iron body, in order to uh, kind of restrain Luffy and and screw up his attack. And that's when uh, Kaido's attack hits Luffy. And then the episode, the rest of the the episode is just Kaido looking mortified at what he's done. Because now Luffy is uh, he's he's taken a real hit this time. You know he he was starting to deflate before. Uh, now, now he, it looks like he may have possibly lost, lost yeah. to be continued. Yeah, they did that over. They over animated the like uh, the mouths, so they like did the exact Japanese words in the mouth flaps, right, and leading into that big uh, final clash. And, and it's just <laughs> some beautiful stuff to look at here. Gear four always looks good in the anime, but they made it look especially good here. And uh, just all the good Gear four and Kaido stuff is. Uh, what I'll what I'll take away from this episode entirely. Yeah, there's some good. Uh, I think I think there's some Vincent Chan's art in here, who we've been seeing a lot of. No, oh, that's the big iconic scene of this episode is the Vincent Chan's art stuff. It just mm-hmm. how he how he's able to take a two D drawing, especially at all these these scales, like these tiny details, mm-hmm. and just make it almost like you know uh, trick you into thinking it's a three dimensional object. It's mm-hmm. It's truly just like an amazing skill. Yeah, it feels like um, like sometimes it feels like it's it's like rotoscoping over a three D model or something. No, I just think he's that damn good. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not saying I think that's what it's actually doing. I'm, I'm that's like the effect. No, I it's said like, the, like, like yeah, surreal. It's like that's what it looks like, but not. He's just that damn good. Episode 1070, Luffy is defeated, the determination of those left behind. And we're jumping right in, title card, uh, 2 minutes and 14 seconds. And uh, now Luffy is properly deflating and like he skirts along the ground. It, he skirts around along the ground and hits his head on a rock. Uh, he bounces off the rock and he's like kind of 
deflating like a balloon to like very dramatic music that immediately cuts the second that he's out of air. We get we get still we get and, a lot uh, of stills coming up here. We got a lot of uh, Monosuke talking about how he can't hear the voice anymore, and Kaido is kind of standing over Luffy's defeated uh, corpse, I suppose. And uh, we've got like the glowing cherry blossom petals, kind of uh, the graphic is kind of coming in on screen as uh, Guernica just like crosses his arms. Uh, he's stand, he's just standing there. He's not going to run away. He knows he's fucked. Uh, he, he tips his fedora. He miladies Kaido. <laughs> and then Kaido uh, responds in kind and smashes him. Like Kaido... Kaido's response to Guernica has always kind of been like the disappointed father. It was like, you know, you, it's like, you know, you know, you messed up, right? It's like, you know what I have to do now, right? Yes, sir. Guernica <laughs> the, is the dog who looks guilty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we've got uh, Kawamatsu. He's, he's like running around trying to strategize ways of, of putting the fires out. Uh, as uh, CGI Kaido comes flying it down into the performance oh, floor, and it's rough. The the yeah. CGI Kaido in this episode, it, it's very prominent. It's like most of the episode. The it's almost kind of fitting. Like, it draws oh, attention the, to itself a lot. This is the bad ending. You know, if Kaido wins, he just turns into a CGI dragon and just kind of floats there. Yep. Uh, and he's. Announcing to the world that uh, Straw Hat Luffy has been defeated, he doesn't sound super happy about it. But he's like, "Ah, oh, that's that's life, I guess. I guess the guy get come kill you guys now." Uh, and then, like Chopper wails, like Chopper is just like a a very emotionally distressed child. Uh, we're cutting around to everybody kind of reacting to the the news, and and uh, you know some people feel defeated by it some people uh deny the possibility tama otama still believes in luffy uh and nami's like you know what you're right and she's getting emotional and she's yelling at kaido like hey when luffy says he'll win he'll win no matter what uh, and uh we spend some of the episode of kaido just kind of just kind of floating around and, and rousing the troops and getting the the beast pirates back in the spirits and on his side again shooting fireballs too Spitting some fireballs. Kid and Law, who, you know, just episodes before were like, okay, well, we're if if Luffy can't win, we're screwed. Well and then it turns out Luffy didn't win, so they're they're standing up and they're like, Oh well I guess we gotta put in some effort. Um uh, got uh, uh, it, with 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 the same kind of rapport of like say like uh you know, a, a doctor at like a hospital that like finally has a moment to like get some rest after like a, like <laughs> doing surgery and, then, and the, 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 for like 24 the hours yeah and then the calls come in they're like Ugh. <laughs> um we've got yamato is is grabbing momonosuke by the whiskers and like yelling at him like hey we gotta we gotta keep fighting we gotta stay determined and this is totally not where Mom momonosuke's vibes are momonosuke wants to give in um and but Yamato's like no that's absurd we have to put our lives on the line no matter what until the last minute 
let's looking Momonosuke directly in the eyes like let's let's die together you know which which I like to imagine is in the tone of let's take ibuprofen together (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh Uh, we have a scene of, of Law jumping in to save Kid from a mook who almost gets the, the jump on him. Kid is very sundere in this uh, scene. Yeah, they they're, they kind of sundere at each other. And I like this shot where they're like standing back to back and you've got like the, the big Kaido head kind of in the background. Mm. Uh, and we have Nami fighting back tears. She's still yelling at Kaido. She still believes in her captain. Uh, and then we get like some like heartbeat sound effects. And uh, Zunisha is like the, the old grumbly elephant voice is like, Momonosuke, the drums of liberation. I hear them. <laughs> um, it's, like this, it's like the same kind of response when a dog hears a car pull up into the driveway. <laughs> Uh, Zunisha can hear the drums of liberation for the first time in 800 years and like the it starts as heartbeat sound effects and then it's like this this like very like up this very like high intensity like marching band drumming snares going off Um, and like those those kind of like kind of fall in sync with the heartbeats and then kind of overtake the heartbeats completely and, uh, it's, it gets pretty funky. Zunisha's gets pretty funky. Uh, if you you know if you saw the the Gear Five uh, preview videos and stuff like that, the the music that they're using for that, or the is the drum music that they're using here. And uh, Zunisha's you know telling Momonosuke like I'm positive that he's here, and it's like who are you talking about? Joy Boy has returned, and um, this is like crosscut with Luffy, who's like hair is like starting, like his hair and face are like starting to ascend and melt. Yeah, like he's becoming like he's, like a, a, he's like ascending to heaven almost in Goopy a D. Luffy. melty goo thing. Yeah, Goopy D. Luffy. And then the final shot of the episode when Zunisha is talking about Joy Boy is Luffy's vacant expression turning into. A smile, although we can only see his mouth. We can't see his eyes because the, the goop is in the way. <laughs> to be continued. Zanisha looks really cool in this episode, too. Just, I don't know, the way uh, this, the, 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 uh, like, the, the landscape of, like, where they are, like, those mountains are sticking up out of the ocean and they're, like, towering even over him. And, I don't know, they just make him look really cool. Very, very menacing. I, I found it really uh, endearing when he looked up all mouth agape. Yeah. He had his, his big uh, elephant mouth open. It was, it was funny. <laughs> but this is a... Uh, this was an episode to give the next uh, animation team plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of CG Kaido uh, and you know, still images and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even like I remember the fire kind of being a little bit janky in this episode. So, yeah, these episodes were. I mean, like like the the first episode certainly had its highlights. Oh yeah, I mean there was a lot of cool, cool like, Gear Four stuff, and the, like the clash at the end of the episode was very very yeah. well done. 
definitely you know it's all it, that that scene goes a lot longer than it does in the manga but it's like really fun to watch mm-hmm. uh though though both episodes did give me this sense of you know we're we're in the the early wake of something big that's coming uh and like this is not where the money went uh <laughs> yeah overall um but that's that's you know that's how it goes sometimes i i thought the the episodes were mostly pretty conventional. They were mostly fine. Uh, the dri- the CGI Kaido, quite quite rough. Um, I, I have not gotten used to it. Like, can you get used to it? Like, unless like the whole show is CGI, I think you would get used to it then. But like, yeah, it's true. It just really, really stands out. But I will say this: as someone who's like drawn Kaido a lot recently and over like the last couple of years of the podcast, you get it. <laughs> I don't envy anyone. Like Oda's a like a machine. I don't get how he was doing all that work every week. Does he? Do you think he draws all the scales himself, or is that assistant? Um, he might draw all the scales. I don't know if he he definitely doesn't color in the fill in the blacks. Right. I don't think. I think that's a assistant's job. But mm-hmm. still, and I've noticed like so many times I've drawn Kaido. There's always some little detail I've forgotten, whether it be like his mustache or ears or something or you know is the the, the mm-hmm. pointy things coming out of his cheeks oda's oda's wild oda's wild yeah ed general thoughts on these two episodes no that was pretty much it i got uh, i got my opinion out there steve i i i i think the one uh 1069 did a lot of heavy lifting i think mm-hmm. it was like it definitely felt like a like a big hurrah before something big was coming because you know 170 is very uh uh you know just kind of is what it is episode yeah. nothing that spectacular but uh you think it would be you think really it would feel cool. bigger given like kaido is announcing that luffy is dead but you know it's, it's luffy you can't you yeah. can't really trust it, it's almost it's almost like the anime kind of through like fourth wall like doesn't even like can like try to convince you it's happening it's like mm-hmm. no right that's that you know that's cgi kaido telling me it's over he's ai <laughs> he's not real um <laughs> and i guess like i do remember like in the manga even though like obviously we don't think luffy's gonna die but like it felt like a really surprising turn that like the narrator would announce kaido's victory and you know like like the it, it was an interesting low point for the heroes mm-hmm. that feels like so uh, just kind of whatever here. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you guys would like to say before we move on to the next segment? I'm very excited for the next episode. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Thank you guys. So uh, let's move on. All right. Cool. This is the Piece Together segment, where we take your questions, comments, and theories, and figure out an answer to them. Um, apologies, last week we ran long. We uh, ran very long. Uh, so we didn't get a chance to ask uh, the Piece Together questions that you all uh, asked us. So we're going to try and get to them this week. Ed, what's the first segment here? 
Zach, that is DSPs. Got a lot to get through. Let's get through it. Uh, first comes, um, I, I didn't even assign them, but I'll, I'll read these. Uh, this Ken Loves One Piece says, Good morrow to you fine fellows of the One Piece podcast crew. As evidence via the World Glorp web, we now... <laughs> We now know that one of the biggest and best movie twofers out in theaters, this was, by the way, from July 23rd, so if this sounds old to you, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbieheimer, if you will, I'm sure every straw hat will go to see both, but if they each had to go see only one, which would they see? I believe you all have Kennergy to answer this. Thank you and have a nice day. I know we're all sick of this now in, uh, at the very end of July, but I'm not. I haven't fresh. seen either yet. Well, no, just the, the meme, I mean. I'm or maybe not. you're not. I, I don't know. Yet. <laughs> okay. I think okay. the only, um, only Trihead is going to see Oppenheimer is Robin. I was going to say that, but then I thought, like, Ohara. Oh, no, and I'm like, no. does she, like. No, but she's like, morbid in general. I think she would appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, she would. I don't know. I just, I just wasn't sure if that would be like too traumatic for like her, you know. It might. It might. I don't think any I, of the strongs want to see Oppenheimer. I think. <laughs> well, definitely not Frankie maybe Zorro, or Sanji. Maybe or Zoro would go to see Oppenheimer and then accidentally walk into fall the wrong as, theater. No, he would. Be. And then fall asleep abs- uh, accidentally. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Sanji could go to Oppenheimer. It's the only one with full frontal. <laughs> If you if you sold it like that, no, well, no, Sanji would go see Barbie. Be like, ah, oh, there's got to be full frontal, <laughs> frontal Barbie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty pull like a Doc Venture Dolly Parton scenario. Uh, prof- professional Poyo says, "Howdy, OPP. I can't believe Kobe gave a fist bump when clearly Pizarro was going to, for a high five. That is really funny. I didn't. <laughs> From by the way, this is referring to last week's chapter." 1088. Uh, uh, real awkward to watch. Anyways, enough about that manga crap. What about that cool new live action trailer that I totally haven't watched 50 times since we got Easter eggs of characters like Cavendish and Foxy? What other future One Piece characters do you hope make a blink and you'll miss it appendices? I, it's not like we're getting a season two anyways, so we might as well put all your eggs in one basket, right? Wanze. That was a sigh of exasperation. If that wasn't oh, clear. I'll hear it on the podcast. You can't hear it on Zoom. Oh, Zoom. Well, I gave it. Uh, Ed, is there a uh, a blink and you'll miss a character you want to see in the live action? Mm. Uh, I mean, I mean, Whoops Lab is actually going to have a role in, in the live action, so I hope he's more than just a blink. And you'll miss I wonder. Character. I yeah. wonder. Yeah, probably. I don't know, Nezumi. I mean, Nezumi probably will have his role retained. But. Well, oh, we never got to discuss this last time, but Arlong is at Baradier in the trailer, which yes. I actually yeah. think is good. I am, I am, I think that's cool that they're doing something different. Um, if you hear a dog in the background, that is my dog. Um, <laughs> I also want to oh, add on the uh, podcast, not on the Zoom. <laughs> Bartolomeo. Uh, people are mentioned since he was in Logtown on the yes, day yes. that Luffy was there making his a lot of cats in Logtown. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, all all the people in Chapter Zero just seeing Gecko Moria hanging out there. That, that's great. Um, oh, there's a cliffhanger with Crocus. 
that's the cliffhanger. Oh, wait, they should do that joke where it's like, no, you're going to kill me or whatever the, the, the line is from the, the anime. Zoom in joke, yeah. Yeah, and that's how the season ends. Um, you heard it here first. A to Z fan says, hey, OPP, as the world's number one Usopp fan, uh, debatable, uh, I immediately noticed that Oda drew him with his post-time skip beard on the color spread. Pretty funny considering his record for drawing facial hair. <laughs> That's true. Also funny that he did the opposite, that he accidentally added it. Also funny that Captain Morgan is there too, obscured by Sanji. My only question is, where is his beautiful baby boy, Helmeppo? I don't think anyone had that question. Um, Helmeppo's gotta be in the show. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I think we could look it up. I think he's been cast. I thought he was as well, yeah. Um, Smoker was never cast, right? Like, I don't recall seeing anything about Smoker. Don't think so. Sorry. No. I, I, Dragon I know, like... was, though. Yeah, Helmet was definitely was the cast. Yeah. Uh, Steve, did you have anything else you want to add? Or you wanna... Nah, not good. Yeah. Uh, Super Nintendo Chalmer says, I think Kobe once told Garp about how he wanted to become Fleet Admiral, and Garp told him that this was the greatest Navy in the world, and they got a whole system set up to keep people like him from ever becoming fleet admiral uh garp then proceeded to whack him on the head with the paper and told him quit your daydreaming melon head that sounds right um yep itch itch knob uh f- friend of the show uh says for folks who read multiple jump titles do you read one piece first or do you save that as the last title you read if the latter do you save any other titles to read before one piece for me it used to be jujutsu kaisen and my hero academia but now i have blue box and akanabanashi to read before delving into the latest one piece chapter well that's how dennis does things uh I couldn't. I, this is what, one piece. <laughs> you gotta read one piece first. This is what I admit. Yeah, I great. still don't read too much in Shonen Jump, and I I'm not getting my three bucks worth. Um, no, but I just and it it you know I feel like my my brain can only devote time to so much yeah. in a given time. Uh, I wake up in the morning on Sunday and I am ready to read One Piece. That's I don't uh, uh, I, I'm not falling uh, uh, faulting Dennis for this. Sometimes I can understand saving the best for last. I don't know if that's how it feels, but the way he does it to me that feels like um, you know like ordering like amazing takeout, but deciding hey I'm gonna just like eat everything else that's in the cupboard before I get to that. <laughs> but you could also see it like not having your meal before dessert, you know, and like having dessert first. One piece. Oh, one piece is bigger than a dessert, Zach. Or it's like one of those giant all-you-could-eat desserts. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. I I need to do a Stephen Paul uh, read-through of all his series. I got the first volume of Vinland Saga, which I plan to read. Um, Akanabanashi, I've only heard great things about. I need to read that. Uh, I still haven't read Platinum End, and I want to read that. There's like a lot of... I, I need to do a Stephen Paul marathon. Uh, well, start days. with Vinland Saga. Yeah, I'm going to. That was the plan. Akanabanashi might be easier, though, since... Is, Vinland Saga is not digital because it's Kodansha, right? 
or it's on that K manga app, maybe. Yeah, I've been buying not books, touching that. So. Yeah, um, they're nice books, so I have no hardcover reason not to. Yeah. But when I'm on a, the train, they have a. Uh, I think they have a deluxe edition now. Oh, they do. They're but the regular edition is hardcover. One Piece would never get that. Um, I'm still angry. <laughs> I want I want a perfect like the uh, 20th Century Boys sets, but for for One Piece. Um, one of these days. Uh, next question comes from Ken of Red Lions, who says, Hey, OPP, it feels so surreal seeing Kobe doing something so incredible after all these years. And that got me wondering about his role in the finale of the series. Do you think that he'll end up clashing with Luffy again, or maybe he'll take part in the defeat of Blackbeard? As Garp said, the future of the young is infinite. Anyone? Sorry, what was the question? Yeah, cool. I'm pull the Steve thing. <laughs> <laughs> the question is: Do you think Luffy and Garp are going to? Uh, Luffy and Garp, uh, Luffy and Kobe are going to fight each other at the end, or team up uh, together? Like, do you think they are destined to clash? I think yeah. is maybe the maybe the they're. I think uh, Kobe might be destined to chase Luffy, but uh, it, this helps rewatching. Uh, the dub to uh garp and roger did team up so i could totally see kobe and uh luffy teaming up same and i don't know i don't see them being enemies not just because they have such at well not just because kobe has such admiration for luffy but i also think the stuff in sword and i don't remember if i mentioned this last week is setting up for i think i did is setting up for the future of what the navy will look like and I don't think it will be as adversarial um, as it is today uh, with Luffy. I think Luffy obviously is on his own journey, which does not involve the Marines, obviously. But I think the whole thing here is the entire system has to be knocked down. Um, and what replaces it from the rubble, I think, will be Sword um, and Kobe in particular. It's my that's my two cents. That's my theory. And there'll be a um, uh, then there'll be a comic strip about Kobe in the World Economic newspaper. Exactly, and we'll probably get to read that. Reverse Eye Patch says, "Hey, OPP Enheimer, uh, how are you faring in this busy week for the series, um, which was last week?" Uh, Pirate how Warriors. No one, how for... has no one made that joke yet? OPP Enheimer, Oppenheimer. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, I it wouldn't have worked if I if I said it, but that is well done. Um, well, this is the only. It's, vi- it's, it's more of a visual gag than an audio. Yeah, that's one, so. that's the problem. Uh, Pirate Warriors Four News: The Live Action Series and the Triumph of Garp in, in Glorpious Bastards. Damn it, that's a good title. Um, but I pay you people money to make you talk nonsense, so I'm going to ask what type of pasta each of the Marines in this chapter would be. Ooh, uh, I've been really into radiatory lately. And uh, I'll say uh, the Glorp guy, uh, Groose, Prince Groose, feels very. I like those uh, pastas that look like radiators from like an old, old apartment. Pastas that, like you, with all the holes in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. For, but I don't know what being those a are qu- for <laughs> being a quarter Italian. I do not know my pastas very well. Uh, I don't know the names of them. Well, which one's the who? Who? who who's the bow ties? 
That's uh, the it starts with an F. Um, why am I? <laughs> and it's in my cupboard too, and I haven't bought the bought it in years. But I felt like making pasta again, so that uh, is called you... Fusilli. Oh, not Fusilli. No, no. I'm thinking of Farfalli. Farfalli. That's it. Fusilli is the Fusilli Fusilli Jerry from uh, Seinfeld. Is what I was thinking. It's a corkscrew pasta. You okay there? Who's Steve? the bow ties? <laughs> I have Farfalli. Farfalle. No, I'm saying no. What character? Oh, I mean, Wasn't that the Kobe. Question? Yeah, I, if I think Kobe is because a bow tie feels like the nerdy, you know, like Kobe's nerdy. Mm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, wh whoever our fellow uh, foodies, uh, you know, whoever like on the podcast, get a yelled at. <laughs> or yeah or foodies are just like enraged with us right now um i'm not types, the right person to, to types ask. of pasta who's spaghetti why don't i do it like this i'll say the type of you all know what spaghetti is <laughs> between what like these three these three marines yeah yeah it's uh, uh it's spaghetti. spaghetti that's true that's true that's the that's the japanese the, the original japanese pronunciation <laughs> I'm gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, no, 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 no. We could do this. We could do this. It's just three characters, right? It's just three. Okay, so Kobe, this. I think for Foley makes sense. I think the it's a bow tie. Bow tie. Boy. Yeah, yeah. I think then we got we got more than three because there's also Helmeppo would have to be a lame one that you're disappointed by. I, um, when, when it, he'd kind of be like a you know like a fancy one because he used to be you know fancy boy you know. Yeah, little rich yeah. bitch living off a of daddy. A Angel um, hair? No, he doesn't describe him at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know my pasta. <laughs> I'm, I'm look. Just Google it. You'll see. Just Google types of pasta, and you'll see all the types of pasta. Uh, what would he be though? That's what. What describes him? Macaroni. Um, well, I mean, macaroni I mean, is too popular macaroni, for that. You put two macaroni next to each other. That's his chin. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Garp. Who is Garp uh, in the pasta world? I guess is is the question. Angel hair because he's dead. Wow. Yeah, he's not really. Dead. He's not really dead. What about manicotti? Like with the big cheese in the middle. Like he's. I feel like he's something it's, heavy. It's very cheesy. Yeah. This is making me a big, hungry a big too. Maybe. Yeah, I was I also, say, I haven't had big CD in years. Ooh, I could see him because the, yeah, he's like every it's a very popular dish, and Garp is a very popular guy. Yeah, there's um, a tubular, but he also leaves you with Garganelli. A... No, I didn't know that. Is that was is that what Garganelle got named after? <laughs> you know, from the Smurfs. Likely. I sure. You know what? Yes. Oh, I see it. I've seen that kind of pasta before. Um. It's like it's like penne, but the lines are perpendicular. For those wondering, whatever passes the gloopiest, that's uh, that's that's a, Prince Cruz. No, Prince Cruz is when you uh, accidentally overcook pasta and it just turns into the. Oh, goop. it's too soft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's it. I like soft pasta, but I don't like loopy pasta, um, which I know also foodies out there like. You don't like uh, a al dente. Move on to... No, I don't like a, the al dente. Um, one, one quick tangent here. Uh, 
Erica would make fun of my uh, very stereotypical Italian accent that I do, and I'm not going to do it right now. Uh, <laughs> but when when we went to Italy, we stopped at like a, a truck stop. Oh, I, I thought the story was about to be like, when we went to Italy, I kept doing it. No, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, we, we went to a truck stop, and uh, Erica goes in, and uh, the trucker immediately says, Mamma Mia! And I'm like, there you go. What do you want from me here? They They really say it. What, he um, slip on a banana peel? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that story. Um, next well, one. Someone comes... in a go-kart passed him. <laughs> I never saw him, but she did describe him as a mustachioed man with a red hat with a big M on it. Um, <laughs> next one comes from Sheep Man, who says, Howdy, OPP. Oda must really be a big fan of Song of Fire and Ice series. Ace got impaled by way of magma, fire, by an admiral, and Garp got imp- impaled by way of ice by a former admiral. The series already has multiple dragons and deep lineages. There was also, wasn't there a whole thing, the throne thing with uh, Do Flamingo at the very end of Dressrosa? Um, anyway, I mean, we always uh, thought that like whole cake Island was just like, you know, oozing with mm-hmm. game of Thrones stuff. So. He definitely was into it and it makes all the, sense. All those for marriages. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, wedding here, here, after wedding after wedding. I think so, this is the <laughs> longest we've gone without a Simpsons reference. So I had to yeah. Let's get, there. let's get that in there. Um, we made a lot off air. Don't worry. Uh, super Nintendo Chalmers. Uh, the questions here, though, is Luffy the heir to the Empty Throne? Are the Kung Fu Dugong stand-in for the Dire Wolves? Well, Oda gave up writing the main series in favor of writing other stories in the world that no one cares about. It nah, is crazy that he'll he'll get to the end eventually, I guess. And he feels like it. Who, Oda? Or, no, George Martin. Or Martin. Yeah, both, a, both. Like, <laughs> but they have different paths. Like, Oda yeah. can't stop writing it. That's the problem. Uh, George uh, R. Martin has different issues. Um, we could probably move on to the next question. Wisdom Pythagoras. Luffy, Luffy does not want to sit on a throne. I, I, no. I feel like I could say that. Well, except things. except that cover of Jump recently, which was a cool ass cover. Don't get me wrong, but he is sitting uh, on the throne there. Uh, you know, it's not, he may want to. He want to be it, king it, of the pirates. Have, it doesn't have narrative co- context. King of the pirates. He wants yeah, to be. He, he doesn't want to be a king. He says it every week. Yeah, but Zach, what's what's the king of the pirates? It's a guy who has a lot of uh, pirates under him, and uh, and a, he has a nice crown. Wrong. Zach, get out of here. Bear. Zach, get out of here. I'm host now. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I am host technically, but like, I was gonna you're, say you're getting <laughs> we're demoted. all hosts. You're here. getting demoted to like a yeah, chief petty officer or something. Uh, no, what's the poop deck uh, cleaner? Um, wait, why am okay, I demoting you can do myself? That too. I mean, why am I demoting? That was a decent bit. But... Next question. Uh, Wisdom Pythagoras says, "Hey, OPP, I was a little confused. What was going on in this chapter? Did Kobe tell Pizarro that he's forty-two years old and should stop pretending he's a cat and go find a real job, causing Pizarro to crumble before the impact of such honesty?" No, really. Why do the worst dudes always have some affinity for cats? Kuro, who's who? Pizarro. Is Oda trying to tell us something we're not ready to hear? Thanks, OPP. Now, Steve, you're our resident cat lover here. I know Ed is allergic to cats, and <laughs> oh, I have oh, dogs. Due to process so, of elimination, I'm the Process I'm of the elimination. Yeah. yeah. But I know you okay. are. 
So, so defend. Like... Defend cat lovers against this slander. God, what was the slander again? I just I heard. Oh like my Captain God, the two of you! I have no one here who actually is listening to the. Question. I'm in pain. Well, I'm not really in pain. No, that's anymore. yeah. Um, I'm sorry, my voice does that. Uh, it's why do the worst dudes have affinity for cats? Kuro, who's who, and Pizarro are the three examples yeah. here. Blofeld from okay. the James Bond movies always had the cat. Doctor Evil. Well, true. Doctor Evil has say, cats. There's. <laughs> and I want to say this with the the most Lindenson voice. There's Lindbergh from the uh, Revolutionaries. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good. I was about to say, but he, but the, you know he's into steampunk. Uh, <laughs> um, no, there's good kitty cats out there. Um, did you know, uh, Margaret, my girl from Amazon Lily, almost had a devil fruit where she turned into a panther, but she didn't. But. She's cool. Yeah, or um, just drew a gi- just drew a giant panther instead. Uh, Rob Lucci might be he's a bad face. guy. Well, he yeah. might be turning face. You know? Yeah, but he's also I mean, an asshole. Uh, Pe- Peckham's who, and and Pedro. Are yeah, good. Peckham. Pe- Peckham's. Yeah. Well, that's a Pe- lion. Oh, yeah, Sorry, I, mean, I, I guess it's their cat if, family. They're cats, Zach. Yeah, but they're cool cats. Cat the cats. No, no, not cool cat. <laughs> All the mink cats are cool. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. <laughs> Who are Can you we say- to doubt El Neandy? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, let's go to the next question. Uh, Ghost Trick Crampton Detective Exclamation Point says, Hey, OPP, banger chapter as always. Last week I joked about the Kobe bags, and this week they showed. What a fantastic, tragic chapter. Anyway, I read it straight after landing back home after a short holiday. So what type of tourists would each of the straw hats be? Like the ones who stay by the pool, the souvenir collector, the sightseer, so on. Um, have a great one. Who um, wears who wears socks with their sandals uh, on the... Isn't that a thing that tourists do? Like a part of me would almost say like, oh, or Nami, is Nami always by the pool? But no, Nami's, you know, you know... No, Nami's exploring. Yeah. Zoro, I could see hanging out by the pool. Yeah. Uh, Robin, I think, would be enjoying a nice... She would be... Like, I am no, not Zorro, one of those... No. Yeah. No, Go Zoro's ahead. the worst. Zoro would be the one who stays in the hotel room. At the gym. At the gym in the hotel. Yeah. Or the swimming pool. Uh, doing laps. Robin would be reading a nice book on the beach, which is something I'm incapable of doing. No, I think um, Robin Robin would go to museums and stuff. She would want to yeah. want to learn about local history. I think stuff. she'd be able to balance it very well though. I think she the the uh relaxation and and exploration. I think uh, uh Frankie would be, you know, I feel like Frankie would be the one driving everybody around. Yeah, I mean, no, that's Jimbei. Oh, that is Jimbei. You're right. That is Jimbei. Luffy would be uh, not bar hopping, but food hopping, um, I think, like checking out the best places to get food. Well, Sanji Uh, Sanji would be Sanji would be and also. Yeah. And also in the back bothering the chefs. I thought he'd be bothering the ladies. Oh, well, he'll be doing that, too. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sanji would be going on like, you know, he like. He, he he's like it's like what, what it's like are there any Michelin restaurants in the area? That's where yeah. we're going. Um, yeah. And then he would want to learn the recipes. Um, 
And then he'd hang out at the bar too long. And then that's where you get it going. Um, Who else are we missing? Chopper would be on like the boardwalk just getting candy and ice cream the whole time. Um, and being amazed by like really touristic things like the, the, the guy throwing the fire thing or, you know, like the, the mimes, he'd be really into them. Uh, help me here. I think chopper (laughs) would be into doctoring. (laughs) That that didn't help at all, Steve. Uh, any others? I know it's a weird thing. I I feel like most of the straw hats are adventurous. So I think, you know, uh, it's in the song uh, jungle P. It's, but beware, it's dangerous. That's they, they aren't aware, though. That's the problem. But hey, the trip goes on because... Be the pirate of the mess. <laughs> to the to west. west. To the to east. The east. Find Always a way. twirling, twirling, twirling <laughs> towards freedom. All the way to, twirling all the way to One Piece. This is what, oh, this is. Is what happens when it, this is what happens when you just, just get the three, the of, three us. of us recording a podcast. What's the last time it's been just the three of us? Um, it's, been, it's been a moment. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> I bet you all regret it. Uh, Vinny C. Doc Feelbad says, hi, OPP. What a chapter, huh? I'm sure all of us are thinking about what's next for our beloved Peepaw and what Kuzan is thinking at this moment. So I'll ask the question. I know this is going a completely different way. Uh, so I'll ask the question that is surely on everyone's mind. Is Honesty Impact the worst name for an attack in the entire series? It's perfect for Kobe, and I love it, but it's so lame, and I hope everyone makes fun of it. Well, if that's lame, then I guess Kobe's just a big lame. So you know what? That's the right answer. <laughs> because yeah, it's it, he lame is to, to say you're lame. I, you know, Luffy would definitely make fun of the name of that. <laughs> He'd be too busy laughing at the name of the attack and get hit by it. Um, <laughs> what is the worst named attack in the series? I guess is the question. Uh, and by I guess. <laughs> Oh, nipple beams. They're beams. Um, that's not. I disagree with that. Yeah, answer. you would know, Zach. Um, what is that implying? You would know. Attack names are attack names are whatever. Uh, yeah. God, no. There are so many silly attack names. Um, yeah, like oh, uh, I don't know, Robin's Quintipio or whatever it is. I'm sure Charlotte Cracker has a bunch of stupid names, too. Um. Anyway, let's move to the next question. Sailor Karna still says, hey, OPP, today is my birthday. It was July 23rd. Uh, Being a One Piece. Happy (laughs) birthday. I'm a young 35. Being a One Piece fan this weekend was amazing, and I can't wait for August 6th. Happy birthday. <laughs> Sorry for being Happy late. Happy birthday. Uh, and the one new question we have. Big Mike says, hey, how many? How much longer until the Straw Hat Samurai Yamato uh, becomes a core member of the crew? Jinbei was in limbo for 328 chapters. I'm glad someone did that math. Will Yamato join after chapter 1385, which would be roughly eight years from now? Eight years. That's... I mean, yeah, I guess might, you answered your own question. <laughs> One Piece might actually be done by that. It's I, I've been saying 2037, right? That's exactly 30 years. 2027, sorry. Uh, 40 years is 2037. Um, That's only four years away. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. 
so that's it for this piece. Um, we could do, I think we got an email, uh, which I will check at this moment, um, from Ryan, uh, who says, hey there, OPP, uh, was thinking about the murder of T-Bone from, oh, I forgot, yes. you have to do your segment intro, um, Ed, for oh, emails. Zach, you want to answer some emails? Yes, I do. Steve, you got this reference, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I was thinking about the murder of T-Bone from chapter 1082, and I decided to read his entry on the One Piece wiki. After doing so, I realized who could have killed T-Bone and why the Navy chose not to reveal the details. The culprit was none other than T-Bone. Uh, sorry, when I say that, I just think of the Seinfeld episode. Um, <laughs> the murder of T-Bone by the cowardly T-Bone. Yeah, exactly. Think about it. His motto is do 100 good deeds every day. He's far too willing to sacrifice get, himself. Yes. Did you get that reference, Ed? No. I I uh, remember it, but I don't remember what it's from. The murder Steve. of Jesse James by the cowardly. Oh, yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. What's, his, what's his name? The Casey Affleck. Gerald movie. Ford. <laughs> not Gerald. Robert, not Gerald Robert Ford. Ford. Robert Ford. <laughs> um, President so, Gerald Ford. <laughs> Killed Jesse James. shot dead today. So here's what probably happened. The old man came to T-Bone. This is, by the way, Greg, I think, posited this a few weeks ago. Uh, I think you wrote a column about it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm sorry, I'm not going to repeat the whole thing, but I think it almost is exactly that. Um, so we agree, I think, right? I think we all agree with that email. Yeah. No? Okay. I do. Um, let's see what we got on the Shabbati Archipelago, um, from Archipelago? last week. The, what did I say? <laughs> the actual one? <laughs> no, we're going all the way there. It's been a long uh, weekend. It has, as I've said. <laughs> um, how many, uh, okay, so let's start with the Sea King, who says, hey, OPP, if Garp is Han Solo and Blackbeard is Jabba the Hutt, then who is Boba Fett? Kuzan. He is the coolest. Ice cold. Uh, all right, what? all right, all right. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Um, to go, do Gold Bond, because of OPP, says, how are you feeling about the Blackbeard captains? Have the last couple of chapters gotten you excited about their future clash with the Straw Hat crew? I mean, Pizarro showed something in these last few chapters. Um not really anybody else. But yeah, Pizarro was probably the, one of the least interesting, you know, outside of his design, uh, Blackbeard Captains up until the last couple chapters. And they've done a good job of making him, giving his powers more depth and, you know, giving him, well, he's still, his personality is mostly just cackling and then being scared when he's get, about to get punched. So uh, there's no pathos there. Any others? That your Steve, any thoughts on the Blackbeard crew and... You know, I where, just, where like, they stand it, today. There's there's never been a guarantee like, oh, the Straw Hats are always gonna, you know, they're gonna fight one on one with the Blackbeard Pirates. But I wanna see it so much. Give me that classic shonen trope. Give, uh, I mean, because like Wano <laughs> is like our first like yeah. bit of that in so long. And yeah. I mean, yeah, the these guys are gonna be formidable. Um my opinions haven't changed much because I always kind of thought I'm like, well, naturally the they're going to square off, right? But I I just, I, I hope so. 
I, I, I want to see it. It's just, mm. the, it's, the a, more, it's a trope, but it's a great trope. The more I hear from them, the, I love that they're not exactly the anti straw hats, but like they, they've, they're so different and different dynamics. And the more the seeing those dynamics in that brief flashback with Kuzan was just super cool. And really like, I don't know if changed my opinion on them, but definitely given them a lot more dimension, um, which I think is needed if they are set up to be some big ultimate bad guy. But, you know, after this stretch of episode, this stretch of chapters, even with Blackbeard being very prominent, I still think the world government and Emu specifically are the big bad of the series, if there is one specific one. Um, but at the same time, it almost like looks like Blackbeard's trying to ally himself with the government again. So I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen, obviously. I don't know where that's going. I, I, I don't I don't know if there's anyone dumb enough the, even in the government to trust Blackbeard at this point. I said mm-hmm. he's trying. I didn't say he'd succeed. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, I don't, you don't know what he has to offer yet. So, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I don't. I, maybe I'm forgetting a lot of things, but I'm like, I don't know where the thinking the Blackbeard wants to work alongside the uh, government. Thing it was the he wants like, a kingdom. Yeah, to um, be recognized by the world government. Yeah. Did he say that? Yep. That was why he took Kobe, I think. Like, he wanted it to use it as leverage so that the government said, okay, we'll do this. Blackbeard said that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> two different references. Blackbeard says for you to shut up. <laughs> Blackbeard said that? Um, uh, that's uh, one more question. Electric Dynamite says, hey, OPP, how do you feel about Tashigi? I feel like I am constantly uh, waiting for her to have a big moment, but she is so underutilized and non-compelling. Uh, what was Oda's reasoning for including her in the scene? Was it only so that Smoker could be elsewhere <clears throat> without her? I wish she was in Wano to provide some interest with the swords. Will we ever have any movement on her goal and get to all the named blades? Uh, for her to get all the name blades. And will anything ever come to light with her similarities with Kuina, or was that all just pointless? Um, we don't know. <laughs> wow, that's the, that's, that's the most yeah. boring answer. I will say, my first response was, with all the information, all the exposition, all the lore that we were, we've been fed since the end of Wano, we, we had so much on our plate. I, not that I don't want Shigi to have some, uh, you know, development here. Mm. I, 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 I was stuffed. So I, 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 I just, I, I, I'll be patient. It will come. I can't believe you want more. Shigi got a lot of good, <laughs> uh, got a lot of good screen time in in, in uh, Punk Hazard. That was a while ago at this point. Dude, that was I, yeah. like there's gonna be there there, there wasn't enough ago. yeah there wasn't any room you know she's never gonna have more of a spotlight I think than that especially in an arc like uh, like Wano. Um, by the way, to put a cap on all the the piece together segment, Steve, chapter ten eighty, Blackbeard says, uh, "I got a plan to turn Pirate Island here into its own country, one that's a member of the world government, and I'll be the king, Blackbeard Kingdom." How does that sound? Zay ha ha ha. 
Yeah. That's how he laughs on that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gonna um, put a he's gonna put a big Blackbeard logo on top of the big skull on Full Lead Island. <laughs> My God. Um, there are people living inside two, of Pizarro. He'll add two additional skulls going in opposite directions, and then it'll actually look like it. Um, that'll that'll do it for piece together uh, yep. with Blackbeard's words. Let's put an end to this piece together segment. This has been the One Piece Podcast, episode 780 for the week of Monday, July 31st. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. This was a packed episode. I don't know how long it's going to be as I sit here now because we recorded in different chunks. Uh, but I, I think we brought some really cool stuff, including uh, interviews with uh, Jose and Jeremy from uh, episode 1066. Please check them out if you haven't. Uh, the link will be in the description below for their social media and, and more. Um, please also big thanks uh, to Greg and Steven for doing the uh, SGS this week. I'm very excited to listen to it and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Um, and please check them out as well. Um, and huge thanks to Skippy for coming on for our uh, preview of gear five and uh, a look at the anime, a look back at the anime in Wano so far. Uh, what a fun episode of the podcast. This has been uh, if you haven't, please check us out at patreon.com slash one piece podcast. We have uh, new alternate images, alternate titles, uh, ad free episodes, uh, extras from the our documentary, the one piece podcast goes to Japan, the full force to watch four kids series, so much more. Check it all out there. Uh, we also have, oh, I also, we have been updating our YouTube channel, which is new, uh, not the channel, but updating it. Uh, at youtube.com slash one piece podcast. Uh, we, I just recently put out the nine and a half hour take of arcs of consequence all in one shot. If you have nine and a half hours to kill, I know you all do. Uh, you could check that out now at youtube.com slash one piece podcast. Uh, plus all the latest episodes we're trying to post usually a few hours after it comes out everywhere else. Uh, but you could also find us in all the places Ed's going to say in a second. Uh, Steve, where could people find you? Uh, you could go to my website, steveyurko.com. Social media. Cool. Um, the, I, so, oh, you didn't hear me kind of. Oh, I thought that. you just meant all social stuff. media. Yeah. Um, I'm Steve Yurko on a lot of social media. Um, you know what? Everyone on Instagram is pretty cool lately. Follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah. Threads, threads is garbage. It's doo-doo. I heard. Um, I heard. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Twitter, I'm kind of still there. You know, accounts locked, but I, maybe, I don't know. You're, you're, it, mm, God, I'm sorry to take up time. Uh, about uh, thinking Twitch, about sorry, whether to... <laughs> Yeah, Twitch, uh, I haven't streamed in a while. I, I would love to stream again someday, but you know, you could follow me there uh, if you want to keep track of when I'll start doing that again. 
Uh, what else is there? Of course, uh, I'm on the YouTube Let's Play channel, ProZD Plays Games. We're currently playing through uh, uh, Zero Escapes, uh, Virtue's Last Reward. Um, and other than that, yeah, that's it. Sorry I'll say we're also too much time. we're also on Blue Sky, which I like, but it's because it's still invite only. Unfortunately, it just it, you know I feel like we aren't really able to reach everyone who wants uh, wants to follow us there. Um, but I I've been in, it's it's nice and quiet. <laughs> Ed, where could the good people find us that we haven't uh, mentioned? <laughs> right, you, <laughs> or either way. You are Zach underscore Logan on Twitter. I'm still on Twitter. Edward One Piece. Some, you know, maybe we trailers will post someday. Podcast can be found at the new and improved One Piece Podcast dot com, um, Twitter dot com, Instagram dot com, YouTube dot com slash One Piece Podcast. One Piece Podcast at gmail dot com. That's our email address. Please support us. Patreon dot com slash One Piece Podcast. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio. You can also subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. You can call us on our phone number, Zach. That phone number is 347-497-MAJI. Maji. That phone number again, 347-497-6254. Call anytime. Anytime. With your questions, comments, theories, or whether Blackbeard did say that. Um, one last thing before we go. I, this is This episode is the first of our three-part Gear 5 series. Next week going to be not we're going to be doing our usual manga recap of chapter 1089 with Murphy but we're also going to have Grant and Sam on the two the ANN one piece reviewer of past and present uh to talk about the gear 5 episode uh we'll also talk a lot about gear 5 I assume so check that out and then the last part of our series as we talked a little bit about earlier I think uh, it, we have Vincent Chansard, who is an amazing storyboard artist, has done some of some stuff on your favorite series and a whole bunch of One Piece episodes. And uh, Kofi Fiogome uh, will be joining us as well. And he's worked on amazing shows like OKKO, Craig of the Creek, Amphibia, The Owl House, and most recently, Henry's episode of, uh, of One Piece. So until then, we'll see you next week, everyone, with more. My name is Zach. My name is Ed. And my name is Steve. See you next time, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Phew, the closing song of liberation. <laughs> no! I, oh, wow, well, yeah. You know which I, song... Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know which song it is. It's, um... It's Screaming Running Forever. Yeah. That's the song of liberation. <laughs>